When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Bevel. Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed for people with coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Bevel is dermatologist approved to prevent and reduce razor bumps, so go into fall with a smooth canvas to show off. Get your bevel today by going to getbevel.com and using promo code FRIENDZONE to save 20% on the first month of your bevel subscription. Don't be dumb when it comes to your skin. Start shaving smarter today with bevel. Now that's a major key. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is also brought to you by Performa Sleep. Performa Sleep is the absolute best mattress designed for those with an active lifestyle. It gives you an edge as you wake up every day, whether you're headed to the basketball court, the boardroom, the gym, the jungle, the rink, or the runway. Okay. If you're nervous about buying a mattress online, feel confident you can try Performa Sleep for 100 nights risk-free with free returns with no annoying salesperson lingering over you while you test it out because that would be weird as hell. Mattresses start as low as $525, and just for our listeners, take $125 off. Plus, you get free shipping. Head over to Performer Sleep and use code FRIEND. That's Performer Sleep, code FRIEND. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Friend Zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friend Zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. I tried to wish it away. What you think that for? I got cranes in the sky and in my front door And I don't know what the fuck everybody fighting for But I tell you what, I'ma get you some more Cause if you thought you was getting by with the bullshit I'ma let you know that you ain't gonna get shit past me Cause I'm a GE from the 3113 and the A102TC I'm in this thing, I know how to rap, I know how to sing Like ooh, ooh, I love you so Never, ever, ever gonna let you go Oh, and get back to the flow, here we go I like it to the three, pick the bass to the flow I got a best friend named Asante, he's a roll, and here he go, here he motherfucking go. Yeah, Asante, I'm from the A-Town, I'm at the friend zone, this is how we get down. I'm with Dustin, and we got friend too, Chicago, so we gonna see you again. Cause I just saw your Sunday, for the Furious Thoughts live in one day. We gonna go around the whole world, and I'm gonna get my favorite girl to perform with me. That's Hey Friend, Hey, cause I wanna hear her sing a song, Hey. Whoop. Let's do it. I got Friend, it. what you got for the people? I ooh it. Pella. <laughs> <I-ooh-y. laughs> 
had to tease y'all again. Y'all were so mad that we did that to y'all. That so. was amazing. Even me listening back, I died. You were, you were like, was oh. like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody in SoundCloud was like, we did not think they was that mad. was friends. <laughs> okay. They was like, we I did seen, not I think seen that. that, that her, she, had, she looked like she had hair rollers in the front. No. <laughs> <clears throat> no. I just want you to know I caught that shit because she wrote the knot in all caps. You gonna be? I seen it. You gonna pass out? She writes on this one. You be like, did I seen it? Right. I want you to so. know I seen it. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the friend zone. It's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you without a dope beat. To step two. Step two. Step two. Step two. Ooh shit! <laughs> I'm yawning, y'all. Wake up, goddammit! It's been a while. I'm tired Shit. too. Shit. I'm tired as hell. I feel tired. I don't know why they the lied in that gospel helping. song talking about I don't feel no ways tired. I can count them and list them. <laughs> Look, you see, I'm in pajamas. <clears throat> it took everything in me to put anything on to come here. I was like, I'm going to do my best to put on actual clothes. And sweats was just An kind adult. of it. Yep. The sweats are amazing. It's just, it's, I wear sweatpants. Well, I, I feel like I push the envelope as far as I can because I wear sweatpants everywhere that I legally can. You need an, ador- an endorsement deal. I do. You Nike, need like what's up? I love you, Nike. Y'all love me? Show me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I love sweatpants. They're amazing. But I'm going to tell you, it doesn't translate well into other shit. Like that idea that they had to make them cotton sheets, them like them like t-shirt sheets. Oh, the, like the that jersey. old natty shit. That it, it's it's like it's made out of like a cotton t-shirt, yeah. like a hanging t-shirt. Yeah, Who yeah. in the hell want to sleep on? If I want to sleep on a sheet, I want a sheet. Right. I, I don't want no t-shirt, t-shirt lit balling I to, up. I used to use those in college, though. See what I mean? They're, they're dope for college. For college. <laughs> yeah, but I we you shall. You do anything in college. <laughs> yeah, you that's know, you why still it's college. We do anything. College. But as an like whoever his idea that was, yo, fuck y'all, man. <laughs> I hate them t-shirt sheets. <laughs> I do. And I you hate flannel so sheets right. waking up sweating all the goddamn time. Your neck all hot. You sleep alone and you think somebody didn't breathe on the back of your neck all damn night. I hate hot ass flannel sheets. Sheets, I'm going to tell you something. Sheets are supposed to be cold and you're supposed to make them Ooh. warm as you lay down and sleep. They're not supposed to be hot upon touch. <laughs> Don't Just be one to touch. touch. You're right. You're all right. these touch what? songs. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> touch. <laughs> oh my God. Touch me in the uh-uh. morning. That was friend. <laughs> <laughs> Who thought it was friend? <laughs> Take a shot if you thought it was friend. Now write, now write it this week. Write that comment this week. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Well, are you going to do your thing that you do before Oh, yeah. We... Um, welcome to the Friend Zone, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we can look into yeah, all things mental wellness, boy. mental health, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't. Also as well. Okay. I also don't want a broken pussy. Okay, I love that song. Shout out to Insecure. Man, shout out to Insecure. That show was so funny, oh man. Oh, my God. Man. Hysterical. That, the other girl, Molly, she be acting just like Tony Child. Man, I thought, me. literally, I thought it was um, Jill Marie <laughs> yeah, Jill Jones, Jones and Johnson and Johnson, whatever her name is. I thought it was her, man. But you know what's, <laughs> what's crazy on the show, how she's, like, cursing and and dating and talking mm-hmm. about sex and in real life because we met her mm-hmm. at the screening she's like super religious oh I like that <laughs> and like not about that at all she was saying that playing the role was like 
so weird for her. Such a flip. <laughs> and then her mom, when she saw the screenage, like, her mom was like, uh, because <laughs> it's just not her life. Well, Damn. shout out to her acting. Okay, it's yeah, great. that's it was what I said. Point. I was like, dude, that's a testament to your acting because I would not have thought that you were this like super reserved Christian. Word like, up. Because she totally just played off of that role so perfectly. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Hell she yeah. was like, that is not me <laughs> at I all. I love that then. Shout yeah, out to Lisa I mean, to Ray. acting For real. dope. Yeah, shout out Have to Issa Rae. Issa Rae Charles. I'm so glad Issa Rae Jack. Issa Rae Charles. <laughs> Issa Ray Ray, everybody knows somebody named Ray Ray. We ain't even got to use a celebrity. Issa Ray Ray. Lisa Ray. Issa Don Ray Chong. Issa Lisa Ray Ray. Issa Lisa. Issa Issa and Claude Jam. Shout out to Issa Ray though. Issa Ray, man, noodles. I really just like, you know, black people out here doing the shit that they need to be doing and then supporting new talent and cultivating new talent because. I don't know any of the actors' names on Insecure, and I think that that's dope. Like, that is dope. That's I like love not even a shady way. That. It's just dope that we, we have all these the new. Chance. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually do remember one person, but I'm not going to say my baby Zaddy's on the show. Zaddy. Speaking of Zaddy, you heard that Ty, new Ty Dollar sign? Shout out to Ty Dollar sign and that campaign album. It's, it's yeah. good. <laughs> ain't it? Ain't it? Weird? Have you? <laughs> And it's weird that he like he he mentions like Hillary and that and shit. Like people are gonna listen to this album. What he say? Like in one of the skits or something, they shout out. They say something about Hillary like voting for somebody, and Hillary. I was like, uh, uh. I can't believe he did this on the album. Shout out to all the memes from the presidential debate where the candidates look like they're singing. That is the funniest shit I have ever seen in my life. All my like there's there's steel shots. Where it's like just pictures of them while they're speaking, but it looks like they're in song. Friend, I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> you are going to. Pay. And people have been captioning them with different random song lyrics. It's the funniest shit in the world. That's when the internet is good I funny. love the internet. It's right? great. And shout out to the very first Charlene video that I thought was funny. Because I'm one of them people. Charlene just, it wasn't funny to me. I, what? But that, that last video when she was talking about... <laughs> When she was talking about, um, they were at the church and somebody, somebody, one of the young people asked her a question about getting a divorce or something. And she was, she said, Y'all yeah. get a ring. she said it came from the grandmother. She was like, that ain't even coming from you. That's coming from, <laughs> and she stretched her leg out. She's like, your grandmother. She was screaming. That shit, friend, it was my kind of funny. Okay. It was funny as fuck. So shout out to Charlene for making me laugh. I respect Charlene now. <laughs> she be having some real ones. She's a real one. Uh, y'all been killing me. <sighs> well, let's get into it, friend. <laughs> y'all about to argue? Uh, too bad. Too bad. No. <laughs> no. I wish I could, you know. Why why he inviting her to I argue? So let's evil, get into it. I'm, I can't. I would never. It's not even anything in the too realm of. Too much love. Too much too love. Much. So last week we had the amazingness that is Shameless Maya hey, on the show. And how funny her. was her promo picture? Oh my God. When she that sent this to so me, I screamed. Funny. She added herself. Yeah. To that was hilarious. So funny. Her And shout out to her design team for being able to knock out funny shit like that. Um, you guys love the episode. It did extremely well. Thank you so much for the awesome feedback. We love when you guys feel like the topics we pick resonate. Um, as always, you guys had a lot to say on SoundCloud, on the Twitter streets, and just all over. So who wants to go first on what stood out to them? Asante. Well, I have uh, an email here from Christina White, and she just wanted to thank all of us for this awesome, awesome episode. 
She says, I had this long email in my head to write to you all while listening to this episode, but decided to keep it short and just tell you how much I needed this episode. I started a fast October 1st where I decided I was cutting out social media, TV, meat, and sex for the month. I decided to do this because my heart has been craving to go higher and deeper. I want to create my own daycare and quit my full-time job by the end of the year, so I knew I needed to cut. I knew I needed to cut some things out to let some things in. I knew I had to make time for me and figure out my next move. Being a new mom and recently single, I knew the time was now. So I listened to Spirit and I am following through. I just want to thank you again for confirming that I am on the right track and my blessings are flowing. I love how God works. Thank you, thank you. Keep on blessing us. And may love, peace, joy, truth, forgiveness, health, and wealth continue to cover you all. <laughs> hey, love you all, and I can't wait to see you on December for the DC Live show. Yes, Thank you so too. much, Christina. That resonated really deep with me. Unfortunately, I'm still not ready to take the path, but it's just dope that you can see the signs because they are everywhere. Yeah, I love that. And when, you know, it's if you're ready. Um, Von Don on SoundCloud said, putting yourself first is indeed the most important thing a person can do. When you do that, everyone benefits. I personally take initiative to say no to my boo thing. No, you can't come over late. No, I won't answer the phone call just because it's you. No, I ain't having kids when you're ready. Just know because <laughs> I like that. Just know because right now where I'm at in life, it's about me. On another note, as a bomb-ass girlfriend, I tell him to focus on himself so we can both come up. I love that no one has to check in. No one has. No one gets jealous for us loving and focusing on ourselves and our goals. It's hard, but lo and behold, we are both prospering. I've learned not to spend time on others who won't spend time on themselves first. Ooh. Okay. And then she wrote, no caps, just for Dustin. Thank you, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and she added, I love you all. You're an inspirational part of my life on the regular, and I wish I never found y'all just so I can find it again. <laughs> hey, damn. Okay, okay. Blue my well, nerves. Right, okay. much love. Hey, I like that. <laughs> but I like that because the celibacy topic was just what Maya chose to sacrifice, you know, and I thought the bigger topic was the idea of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you in a relationship, it's a little hard to do that, but I like that Von Don shows us that you can find ways to still create sacrifice that benefits you somehow and what I loved about the show was that a lot of people were writing in like well I'm sacrificing sugar <laughs> I'm sacrificing TV and you guys really customize the conversation to whatever it is that you want to sacrifice and one thing I wanted to add is that I didn't want to push the agenda of repression repression or feeling like you shouldn't have sex you know in order to get like a better life because I really think like I said on the show, the bigger story is doing it when you're ready. Like me, I'm in my mid-30s and it just hit me now, you know. So I think it's something that has to come to you if it comes to you, when it comes to you. But I don't think you should be at home like shower sliding and trembling because you want to have <laughs> sex. What's the point of that? So <laughs> don't do that to yourself. Don't, don't deprive yourself. You know, it's only if you feel it. If you're like, you know what, I'm ready for this because that's right. the only way it really works. Honestly. See, because I'm trying to I'm trying to feel like what it's supposed to be because, you know, it's not supposed to be. It's, I don't know if it's supposed to be meat, okay? You know, the, the chicken yeah, it'll beef. Be I don't know if it's supposed to, to be. It's supposed to be something, but I just know what it's not supposed to be right it's now. It's reality TV. That's what God told me. You know me to what? Tell I, you. I feel like that is part of it, but that's part of my my self care. I watch it for laughter. To get your mind off of things. Absolutely. Yeah. I know what I'm not giving up. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I know what's not on the table. <laughs> okay. I know that. <laughs> 
<laughs> new new levels. Uh, it's in my turn. <laughs> Does it? Is it my turn? <laughs> the fact that you're folding the neck on your sweater just ruined me. What is? <laughs> All right, cool. So everybody uh, knows that I highlight certain tweets. This week we have a few, so bear with me. Shout out to uh, Tamika Time. That's just like it sounds. T a m e e k a t i m e, who said that she was repping Friends Own Pod on vacation in the Bahamas. CC'd us, and she was wearing an On a Petty No T-shirt in the Bahamas. Oh, so look at you. cute, right? That, so that shout out to her. That fake is so perfect. Okay, Man. that's crazy. Shout out to her. Hope you also, had an amazing time out there. Shout out to uh, at Moni M O N I E, and that that O is really a zero, so it looks different when she writes it because that's what we do on the internet. <laughs> and she tweeted the intro on this week's episode has me like, and she added all of us in the friends on account, and it's a gif of Donna uh, Brazil dancing at the Democratic National <laughs> Convention across the <laughs> stage. It's the cutest thing in the world. So shout out to her. Shout out to that's Jaymar, and that's literally like it sounds. That's J A Y M A R, who tweeted it's Wednesday, and you know what that means, and he sent us a video of himself singing along to our wonderful theme song by Lewis York. Hey. Um, he was singing the part when they say every time I'm Shout in the out zone. To Shout out to Y-E-R-A-G-O-M-E-S, because I am not about to mess your name up, who said that today's episode of The Friend Zone is so dope. The vulnerability in sharing is inspiring, and they were listening to it and showing a beautiful video of the sky, so they were, like, laying in a park listening to The Friend Zone. Mm -hmm. I love seeing the impact and seeing you guys' personal moments. Shout out to Dutch, who is the craziest motherfucker on the planet. Who tweeted, when you get caught up in a lie and don't know what to say. Shout out to Dutch. Shout out to... This is a big one, you guys. I can't listen to Anita Baker without thinking of Jay Versace. Oh, my God. He has ruined it. Ruined. That young boy. The way he moves. It's the top lip, nose area. That's Yo. like, that's, yeah, Yo, that's what it like, is. And the little wig. Oh He's my funny. God. He's funny. Shout out to, I have, I have two more tweets and just one general shout out. Shout out to DJ Dylan Jaden, who reminded me that it was October and tweeted DJ. us the video of that girl, that little girl, Asante from, um, from Vine, who said, um, I'm going, I'm being Disney World October 18th. So oh my like, God. Come on down, you know, I come still follow her on, on Snapchat. Yeah, it's, uh, DJ tweeted me that, talking about it's October. <laughs> 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 shout out to him. Okay, second tweet. Shout out to at C3PNOPE, who said, making this video of Mary J. Blige dancing to Solange's Cranes in the Sky has been in my head since I heard it and I had time today, so, and he made it. It's gotten thousands and thousands of retweets and favorites, and it is a genius 57-second long clip of random uh, Mary J. Blige dance footage, but it's set to the beat of Cranes in the Sky, and it is amazing. So shout out to him. Um, the other tweet that I want to sh- to highlight, well, actually two more. Sorry, y'all. I told you there's a few. <laughs> the other tweet I want to highlight is Ben and Jerry. Shit. Shout out to Ben yeah, and Jerry's true. for taking a stand and putting their fist in the air and taking a seat at the table and saying that black lives matter hey. and that specifically choosing to be silent in the face of such injustice is not an option. So one time for Ben and Jerry's, I know hey. I'm going to buy all the Ben and Jerry's at the store. That's right. Yes. Like that's the dairy, official ice cream of the picnics, oh, barbecues. Right. 
everything. And, and Ben and Jerry's, they do ice cream with almond milk now, too. So really? Absolutely. But my, is it good? Absolutely. It's going to be Black Lives Matter. Because I had some that were not. My deadly hat. It's going to be because Black Lives Matter. We're going to make it. Right. We're going to see. So shout out to them. Also, <laughs> last but not least, shout out to my homeboy, Carlton Morton, who tweeted something that I think we all need in our lives. Um, which we've been waiting for, and I'll just let you hear for yourself. Hey. That's right. You heard it right. It is a bounce New Orleans version of Solange's Cranes in the Sky. Just what you I need in, this, in their life. Fame. So that's look right. at his Twitter, at Mr. Couture, and you will find that. I really hope they play that in the club down Let's there. Let's get back to the show. They played For Us, By Us in the club um, this weekend. Ooh, and we went to clean the fuck ooh. off. I was dancing like Mary. That's my new thing. <laughs> at all the parties hey, when I go homage, off, I dance like homage. Mary. <laughs> it feels natural. Oh, hey. and I want to shout out Patty LaHell. Yes. I got to finally spend some time with her this weekend at the Fan Bros Cross uh, Comic. What is it? Like a pre-comic. Comic Con cosplay, yes, yes, which the- is totally not my world, but I wanted to see, <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny just to see. Well, not funny. That's not nice, but it was. It was. It was interesting. Fun. It was yeah. fun. It was, it a was really interesting good time. to see how how people design their own costumes. I'm still blown away by that girl. Who was it with the fist? Hellboy. Hellboy. She, yeah, that Yo, was a bomb, she was bomb beautiful. Costume. It's mm-hmm. like a, this girl looked like a model, and then totally yeah. designed her Hellboy costume, and she had like the black the glitter lips. Yeah, so dope. Yeah. So shout out to Fan Bros. Yeah, for... shout out to Fan Bros. and Tati the body, but okay, yes, Tati, okay. Body. <laughs> but I love getting them. time to spend, uh, getting to spend some time with Pilot Hell because she's so funny. Yes, she is. I love she's her. Truly we a were gem. like tweeting a love fest to each other afterwards because we just had so much fun. She's Patty's Amazing, right? Real, I told her, I was like, I feel like you're part of the show as much as Dustin told you. Uh, she's amazing. <laughs> she's one of the funniest people I've ever seen. Like, right? I love her. And the fact that she's so chill in person. Right. Yes. But shout out to Fan Bros also for allowing me to host that. Yes. yes. You were so good. You're such a that natural. That was so amazing. Asante. It was so much fun. As Fran said, it was dope to see people's takes on costumes. There was like female Doctor Strange character. It was shout so out to, funny. Uh, Chico Leo, aka Two Cheeks. Oh my god! At his um Tokyo <laughs> Harley Quinn. He had Queen. on a loot crate skirt <laughs> with the loot crate socks. I was, I was online. You know the loot crate skirt that, that they Quint- sent. Yeah. I was online waiting to get in, and he passes by me, and I'm like. At first, I'm like, "That's that loot crate skirt," and then I realized <laughs> he had to it was rock him. that loot crate he swag had, like, for the That's right. <laughs> uh, it was so random and amazing, but it thank was you great. for thank inviting you. me. Thank you, Fan Bros, for having me. Thinking of me to host that for you guys. That was fun as fuck. I you can't wait good. to do it again next year. Yay! All right, y'all. Like we always say, today's episode of The Friend Zone is also brought to you by Bevel. Hmm. Now, I know you've heard us talk about Bevel several times before, and that's cool, but I want you to understand that this is actually a product that I use. I'm not just reading from an ad here. This is literally something that I use and I can vouch for. I can personally tell you that this razor is amazing. From the quality of the materials to the way that it actually cuts your hair as close of a shave as it gets, the razor blades are so sharp you have to be an adult to handle them, of course, and even then you have to be careful because some of you guys have hands that shake a lot and you don't know it but we see it 
Um, but Bevel is amazing. It's a great gift. It's a great statement piece. It's something that as a guy, single man, you know, it's something that you should have in your bathroom for when people visit. Um, if you're man, if you're in a relationship or you're married and you're living together, get this and spice it up. Make your partner or your wife or your husband or whoever you go with or whatever you go with. Because I actually saw one of those, um, you know, that TLC show about the people being addicted this, to strange stuff. This yes. guy was in a relationship with his car. He had like a used Monte Carlo and he was like underneath mm. the car on his back like he was fixing it but he was kissing like pecking the bumper no, like kissing on. the bumper. Mm. Yeah. So but he even you know may what? need Let to shave. Let me not car relationship shame. Right. Mm. He even though I mean but he still <laughs> might need to shave is what I'm saying. And if you're spending time on your back making out with a car you definitely have coarse hair. So mm. you need to like this is a bevel is for everybody is the point that I'm making here. And it's such an amazing product that we've actually been fortunate enough to partner with Tristan Walker who is an amazingly talented gentleman who actually created Bevel and give you guys a great option to pick up your Bevel today by going to getbevel.com and entering code friendzone at checkout and you're going to save 20% on your first month's order once again that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l dot com promo code friendzone so start saving smarter today with Bevel you guys all right, so let's get into this week's show. Let's get into a little bit of what I guess what we say of an uncomfortable conversation, but it's an important conversation. The uncomfortable ones usually are. So I'm going to have the money on the 15th, friend. <laughs> Damn. So, so imagine... <laughs> I was like, let's talk about who owes who some money on this show. I'm gonna be like, well. <laughs> no, but um, so you know that we have been seeing a lot about Birth of a Nation and Nate Parker and you know the storyline surrounding him and why a lot of us are no longer supporting the film or just feel uncomfortable, uh, you know putting our money towards it and and making it a bigger thing than it has been. So this is what we want to talk about. We want to talk about people who make these choices. At this point, you can't even say mistakes because that's rape is way beyond that. Um, And it doesn't just have to be rape. It can just be choices that you've made that have basically brought nothing but destruction to others, to yourself. And then also being an artist or a creator. So we want to talk, let's, let's reel back for a second on our toxic masculinity episode. We focused on the victims, right? And how the real thing to say is how can we teach people to not make these decisions in the first place? Mm -hmm. So we focused on episode where we talked about that, but now we want to talk about what happens to the people that have already made these decisions. What happens now? What could Nate Parker or anyone in his position have done if he can do anything to, I don't even know what the right word would be because it's not fix it. You can't even fix it at this point. But what do you do to just say, this is what I did. How can I be forgiven? How can I be a member of society still with with everyone knowing that I did this, is that possible? Is there a way for you to still be a member of society and still create and still work and be accepted? You know, we even talked about the difference in white America and black America, right. how people like a Woody Allen is still making movies today. Does that say something about 
us as black folks not being as forgiving. You know, there's a lot of layers to this. So we wanted to kind of talk about it. It's uncomfortable, but it's important. And the truth is there are a lot of you listening who have made decisions and have maybe been cast out of your family, you know, your communities. And maybe this is something that you need to hear, too, you know, on how what you can do now to fix it, if that's even possible. So let's talk about it. Who wants to jump in first? I will. going to fix it. I think that there's certain things that are just inexcusable, period. Mm -hmm. Flat out, point blank. Certain stuff you cannot come back from. So you have no choice but to, and I'm talking like child molestation, um, rape, shit like that. You know what I mean? Universally universally heinous things, right? But the only thing, and I'm just going to keep it like all the way real. You have to. You, You have like three choices, right? The one thing that you can do is just not talk about it at all, not ever say anything. You know that there's all this controversy and buzz surrounding your name, so you hire like a publicist, you go to every social event you can be seen at, and you ride the controversy and turn it into like a mystique attached to your name, and then you start, you just keep putting out content, so you get people into like the intrigue or the mystique of it, like is this person a good guy or a bad guy? Should I support them or not? You keep your mouth shut and just be a face and a product, and that's it. You can do it that way. You can either, so that's one. Two, you can, like, confront it head on and create, like, a campaign based around it. Like, okay, this happened to you, so since you feel like you have nothing left because of that, then turn that into your thing. Go on speaking tours. You know, write a book about, you know, being in a position where you need to be forgiven or whatever. Create, like, a a tour where you're, you know, speaking to audiences about what it feels like to be forgiving and empathy and all these things that people understand. Because there's a lot of people who you know, would love a pardon. It's a lot of people who would love to be forgiven and given a second chance. Start talking about that shit and create, like, an audience based on people who have been through that with you and then make that, like, your life's mission, and that's also how you eat. You get paid based off of that. The third thing that you can do is just completely withdraw and go back into life doing something else, get a nine-to-five some kind of way, and just completely get out the the limelight. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And that's in celebrity. That's in the case of a celebrity. In real life, if you're a real person, all you can do is be completely honest about what happened, be completely honest about your fault, what part you played in it, and just move forward being nice to everybody that you meet and just being low-key and just surviving. That's really all that you can do. Because when you make decisions like that, there is no coming back because people don't have like the compassion or the fellow feeling. It's kind of hard to find that when somebody raped a little kid or something like that. You know what I'm saying? In Mm -hmm. a case like that. So you just have to, you just have to, to, to show and prove. You just have to act in the way that you want people to receive you. That's all you can do. Fair. What do you think, Sante? To go at it from, kind of how black people are with things look look think about just this sunday when i was in chicago and they were playing r kelly in the other room you know the whole oh, thing yeah, i saw your snap well no <laughs> the one oh, that, that you saw last week right and ain't this crazy it's it's this r kelly thing that keeps coming back up uh specifically but like you know i was in chicago and it was like these old people partying and i was like they are stepping in the name of love over there and i was like oh well we in chicago and they love robert so you know I couldn't really say anything. But before that, when I was out at the club, oh, and uh, on the West Coast, they were playing R. Kelly in the club and everybody was dancing and getting on. And he had the jams. But I was like, 
are we really still going to support this man and all the things that he's done? And at the same time, like, you know, some one could say what's done is done or whatever, but it's almost like people sometimes get on <clears throat> these high horses about things at the time, and then they come down from it. Like, when it happens in white communities with, like, Angelina Jolie and all these people, they'll talk about it in the paper for some time, and then they'll kind of get over it, and they still get to go to work, make movies, buy all these things, have these big opportunities. And I don't know if maybe that's the world that, in, in this case of Nate Parker, like, he lives in this world, and maybe he's seeing this, and that might maybe why he's not taking this seriously, because I feel like he had been offered opportunity to try to make it better. Like, you know, uh, they were saying Oprah early on was trying to help him, Oprah and Gail and 60 Minutes interviews, and he was just not willing to be apologetic. So it's almost like he didn't really care about what he did or he just he wasn't trying to make amends or even say I was ignorant to this fact and now I'm going to change the narrative and make it better. And so there are these situations where people actually do and, and are trying. Like, I, I think maybe R. Kelly, after he was guilty, he tried to make it better. And that's why his hometown can give him the love again. But when it's people like Nate Parker, and I heard the movie wasn't even that good, but when it's people like Nate Parker that don't even seem apologetic, and I already don't care for him just off the fact that he raped someone, I'm just not even interested in his story. That's why when I feel bad, but Charlemagne keeps, like, pushing this shit. Like, he's like, this is the story. Like, you know... <clears throat> It's important for us, and I get that, but at the same time, why would we put this person as, like, a figurehead or somebody of importance and say, and, and you know, negate the fact that someone took their life behind their innocence being taken? Why would we just say, we can get this nigga passed and watch this movie? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it just fucks me up to, I mean, it just fucks me up when I think about the fact that this girl literally took her life, and it happened when it happened, and this is now, but... The fact that he doesn't even see, like, he's so removed from it is what really takes the cake for me. So what do you say to the people who say that he was found not guilty? To the people who say, but he was found not guilty. Like, what is the, what do you say? How do you articulate the fact that, well, I don't want to say it because then I feel like that's telling you what to say. So what do you say to those people? Well, to the people that would like to articulate what fact? Cause to what's the people the who say, like, okay, you say, you know, don't go see this movie, don't support his products, but he was found not guilty. In law, in the court of law. Which is what he was saying, too, in the interviews. So what do you say to those people? I would say to those people to really look at everything that happened. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was found not guilty, but a person still took their life. And he still almost seems like emotionally detached from the fact that whatever actions that he played in the part of what did happen before it even got to court, even after the court, you know, decided what they decided, it was still a person's life at, at stake here. If you want to say that you're, you know, having this movie, it's a movement for all these people and you don't value one person's life. That's why when all these people jump out with the whole all lives matter, it's like no one's valuing these black lives. You know, one person's life actually matters. So it's kind of like, you know, So what do you think he should have done? What I think Nate Parker should have done. Mm -hmm. If Oprah, listen, if and not to say that I would have forgiven him, but if he, if Oprah laid out the blueprint for what he needed to do and he he didn't do that. Because I feel like everybody listens to Oprah. Like, Oprah can just save anybody's career. I be, I still firmly believe back when Chris Brown, the whole Chris Brown Rihanna thing happened, if Chris Brown, before he said fuck Oprah, would have, like, went on Oprah's show at the time or did whatever. Did Oprah lay out a plan for him? For Chris Brown? No, for Nate Parker. I read somewhere that uh, Oprah and Gail were trying to do, like, a whole media train. This was, like, early on, like, I think February or March when this whole thing, like, started to really take hold. Um 
and this may not even be true. So I'm, I'm let me just go ahead and put that out there. But allegedly, I, yeah. Right, allegedly. allegedly. Right. So I read somewhere that Oprah and Gail, um, you know, they were trying to do this whole media thing for him. He could sit down, he could talk about, um, you know, everything that happened, and he can take the time <clears> out <throat> to even, you know, apologize or, like, have a moment, cry almost even. And he was just kind of like, I don't want to talk about it no more. It happened in the past. Like, I, I'm not about doing that. Oh, wow. Wow. And in my mind, it's Oprah, you know, like, and, and Chris Brown back in the day when the whole Rihanna thing said, fuck Oprah. And like, it, it's Oprah. If, you, if you're going to do any anybody's TV, Oprah, especially as an actor for him, for Nate Parker. I mean, Oprah did the some of the greatest movies and even to this day is still like a great actress. So if she's telling you that she's going to give you all the resources that she has to help you save your career and you turning that down. You really are battling with something on the inside. Like you really, maybe you didn't rape that girl. Maybe you played some part in it, but you definitely are battling with something. And I don't trust them. I wonder how. I'm sorry, friend. No, go ahead. I just wonder how people would feel if the young lady hadn't taken her life. You know what I mean? Because right. a lot of times when I listen to um, when I listen to people talk about this. I listen to people continuously say like, and she she took her the, that girl killed herself, she killed herself like that's what everybody highlights, and I'm like, and I wonder if people are mad, most mad that she killed herself because, I guess people assume that she was dealing with, you know what I mean, the aftermath of that something as traumatic as being raped, right? Or are people mad? Because I feel like if you're gonna be mad about something. I feel like if I was, because you can't say for other people, right? I just feel like if I was going to be really, really vocal with an opinion about this, right. like, I know that for me it would be motivated by the rape. The suicide to me was was something that was hers, but if she was raped by, by someone, you know what I mean? That's what would be my source of, like, anger from this. And I keep hearing everybody talk about the suicide component, and it's just, it blows my mind. Because I'm like, okay, I think I see the I th- I know that people think that that people associate that being with being like a reaction to what happened, you know, or a result of what happened. Mm-hmm. But I just keep, that's all everybody talks about. Nobody says like the rape is what is like making me mad. That's all. Go ahead, friend. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I mean, no, no, no. I'm processing. That's all. Yeah. Right. Because <clears throat> it's a, it's like so many. All these different fucked layers, up layers to yeah. this bullshit. You know, so there's so many layers that makes this conversation so heavy. But the fact that we don't know what happened is what gives me anxiety about it. Because I feel like a lot of people have so many opinions and are so passionate and are so angry and pulling directions and, you know, writing all these think pieces and saying he's trash and fuck the movie. And then other people saying, but you don't know who did it. And I'm like... At the end of the day, no one has the real details. Mm -hmm. So it's so scary how we can just be so passionate about these sides, you know. And so that's what got me thinking, like, let's let's just say that he did do this just for the sake of, of this conversation. Right. How can he fix that? Obviously, I think the interviews he's been doing have been so weird. Awful. (laughs) You know, like. Regardless of if you did this or not, this is a very delicate situation, a very delicate subject, you know, and to speak about it so, like, 
distance and objectively, you know what I mean? I don't know. Something about that kind of made me feel a little bit weird about it. Like, I, I, you can't expect anyone to show compassion right. if they don't feel it, you That's know? What I'm saying. But There's I something still felt like something is missing. I feel the same way, but then I also thought about the fact that if I had been accused of rape and I hadn't done it, how would you react? Yeah. And that's what I was trying you know to process. I, mean? I was like, if this was happening to me where the world turned on me, saying mm-hmm. that I did something that I didn't. Something as serious as Something rape. that serious. How would I respond in interviews? And I honestly think I would be like losing my shit. I just know myself. I'd be so passionate. And, oh, you know, but I also feel like being cold or like saying like I'm not apologizing that's not really the way to do it either I would start a tour speaking you know start a foundation with victims and be like listen I didn't do this but like now I see the severity you know because I was put in this position like how can I help people who are going through this whether you're the victim or whether you're someone that needs rehab you know like I would make it a life mission but like I said, I don't know. I'm not in his shoes, so I can't really right. say how I would react. But I, that's got to be, I don't know. I guess this is the part about mob mentality that just kind of gives me anxiety. I always say this, the fact that we are so quick to trash people without really knowing what happened. That's why it sucks that I I feel like I have to keep up with certain things. Like this whole Nate Parker thing, I tried to ignore for the longest time just because, not that I don't care, but... It just sucks that stuff like this, like even back with Bill Cosby, I was sitting here thinking about when the whole Bill Cosby thing happened. These stories come out and we never really know what's actually true. But then all of these articles and think pieces and all of these things come out and you don't know what's actually what. So any opinion that I, I form is just based on all this. On other opinions. Right. And, and it might be on a lot of misinformation, too. Like you can you can check resource down on a Wikipedia or whatever, but it could still just come from like some big nowhere-ass source just adding into the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I've seen misinformation about me online. Right. <laughs> so I see how easily... I've not seen none. <laughs> I've seen things being said that are just so not true. So I'm like, the seed can be planted so easily. And the scary thing about the internet is that, the what do they say, that a lie is usually more entertaining than the truth. You know, so yep. people tend to, to run with that before the average person will run with something they hear before sitting and saying, wait a minute, let me form my own opinion about this. Or just saying, you know what, I'm not going to form an opinion because I don't know. And for some reason, that's just not a process that happens. I think people are usually quicker to say someone's trash. And that kills me online, how quick we are to be like, so-and-so's canceled. You know, it's so-and-so's trash. Some people do be trash, though. <laughs> like, Wendy Williams is trash. Oh. Did you see her crying? Yeah. <laughs> I, I wondered if you saw her. What was she crying about? Because when she was a fucking, like, first grader, some boy was said, um, made up a song saying, Wendy Williams. Williams. Oh, it was when she was a first grader? Yeah, she was a child. Oh, I like, this happened now. Like, wouldn't, you think, wouldn't you think it was on the way to work that morning? She said, <laughs> she said, she said the little boy was like, Wendy Williams is a big fat whale. Wendy Williams is a big fat whale. And she couldn't get so through it So then she made crying. a career of making fun of people? Yeah, being a bitch. Fascinating. And so she brought and, and that still, back up. And 50-something years old. <laughs> 
then talked about everybody, talked about people's children, talked about all kinds of horror, people's mamas, people's mamas that don't answer the door. She said that shit about Kenya Moore's mom. Just no respect. And you're going to sit up on TV in front of millions of people and cry about a little boy in the first grade or whatever calling you a whale. Hurt people, hurt people, Dustin. Well, this hurt motherfucker laughed my ass off when I was there crying about Williams. I was like, oh, that's what you get. When I saw that, I was oh. like, I wonder if Dustin saw <laughs> But I didn't text you. I was like, right. I'm going to be good. She up there looking like that Muppet that was in the band. What Was it Janice? What's the Muppet with the, uh, with the eyelashes? eyelashes? Yeah, crying. I think it like, was Janice. Williams. It's a big fat whale. <laughs> but why does she bring that back up? Because she's a big fat whale. <laughs> Y'all is so funny. But let's get back to the topic. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so I just I think I don't know. I'm now I'm trying to think how could he have fixed it? And I definitely think going on Oprah would have been a first step. But but with Oprah you have to like open up. Right, because Oprah wants the truth. Yeah, like you can't, if you're going to go in there lying, then it's not even, there's really no point. Or being closed off to like talking about it, which right. may be like why he details. didn't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to wonder, like what what would have been the mental block? But I think that would have definitely been a good step. Okay, so this article has been floating around for a few or a, a few days ago. The, this is what the article started to surface as, which is when I tried to catch up on this. Um Nate Parker reportedly refused Oprah's help with damage control, becoming the only person to ever say no to Oprah. That's the title of this particular article. And I'm not going to go into and read it, but, like, you turned down Oprah's help. Yeah, I don't like, think that was smart. The, once you have done that, I don't know what to tell you to say to help you out of something. And not to say that Oprah actually could have fixed it, but that's a that's a really good chance of coming back from something, especially in the black community, because black people... Like we were saying before, we're so hard on each other, but at least when we have these trusted figures in the community, you know, to, like, uh, vouch for these people or at least say, you know, give them another chance on, on this front, sometimes we think, okay, let, let's see how that goes. Or to just diffuse yep. situations. Or yeah. sometimes time just goes by and we forget and things get popping again, like R. Kelly. That, what do you think case, about everyone saying, like, oh, the media's been pushing this because they don't want you to see Birth of a Nation because that's what everybody's, like, first argument is. <laughs> I haven't heard anything... I haven't even heard that Birth of a Nation was good. Like from, I like, heard his performance was, like, outstanding. That I have heard. Yeah. Like, I heard he did good, but I heard the movie itself was a little overhyped by people that, like, I know and trust. And so I was like, well, if the movie wasn't that good and we're doing all this, I don't know, but... Fran, ask your question one more time because I just want to make sure I hit this this on the park so I can get it out. Well, what do you think of people who are saying, you know, the the they, as Callie was saying, right. the they right. put right. this out so that we as black folks would not see a movie about black people revolting? Because especially now with everything going on with the race issues, um, this is not a movie that they want you to see because, you know, it aligns a little too well with everything that's happening around the world. So what do you think about that? It's something that you could say about any damn thing. You know what I mean? Like, like yes, it could, could that be true? Sure. 
It, do people manipulate the media for shit like that every day on scales larger than you or I or anybody even listening to this could ever imagine? But you could say that shit about anything. At the end of the day, it just depends on whether or not you believe that he raped that girl or not. And if you believe that he did and it makes you not want to go see that film, that's your choice. If you believe he did not and you want to go see the film because to support him or whatever, that's your choice. If you are able to separate the person from the art and you just want to go see the film and you don't feel like you're supporting him by doing that, go see it. If not, shut the fuck up, brush them teeth, and get back to work. It's just that simple. And you know what? That's that's a really good point to touch on, like, supporting... <laughs> That's it. I'm tired of this shit. Like, stop making... I'm sick of everybody writing them damn stink piece. Stop making us feel like we got to pick a damn side, make a choice, or even figure any of this shit out. It's not our responsibility to take a stand on everything. Some stuff that's passionate to you, be passionate about that and work towards that. But stop feeling like everybody's got to say something, the same thing about everything, or else you're wrong. That's stupid. If this is something that's important, to you be vocal about it if not you don't have to say a goddamn word and i'm just tired of that i really would like some water there there has to be something to be said about supporting an artist uh knowing that they might be doing some other things you know and I struggle with this sometimes with singers, like sometimes I'll, or even... Separating the artist from the art. A- absolutely. Like, you know, uh, I think we've touched briefly on Kevin Gates um, being... We've touched briefly on Kevin Gates. <laughs> well, we're not related, so I don't right. think, you know, he's a fan That's of That's how I knew it was a lie. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just playing because okay. I love his music. See, I just can't get with that fucking your cousin and shit. See, and that's the thing, you know, Kevin that's Gates. That's a little too much, a little wild for me. Like, incest shaming. Yeah, I, I, I used to I knock. I'm, I'm an incest shamer. Me too. I, have to I don't give a fuck. That shit is nasty. My flag yeah, because I, I blast it. I, I don't get tired. <laughs> Until 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 <laughs> that Instagram post. Then I got tired. <laughs> I, then I absolutely did. When he was proud to have fucked his cousin, and then when TMZ picked it up and did an interview with him, mm-hmm. talking about fucking his cousin, like talking about so he was did an it interview? They were like asking, him, was it good? Like stuff okay, like that. Stop. And oh my god, uh, ain't that disgusting as fuck? I was like, I can't listen. Here's to Here's what no more. though. Here's what for me, right? <laughs> I think that people stop. I think that people stop. When you, when you, you, him having sex with his cousin at the end of the day, it doesn't bother or hurt anybody. Absolutely. It doesn't have any effect or impact on anybody else's life. It's totally his business. Absolutely. So I don't feel like I should stop buying his music because he wants to fuck his cousin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you want to bop your cousin, that's your that's nasty as hell to me. You know what I'm saying? No, but I mean, that incest mean. obviously doesn't fall in the same category But you as see violating. people, you see we're talking about it in the same conversation, exactly. though, right? Because well, that's my point. People make you feel like you have to, like, like we, like. Cancel people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that shit about? Because really, really is the jam. Time for that is listen, the jam. Two phones. Don't even get me started listen, on two phones. I would have been. I would have known all of these songs had I never known he fucked his cousin. I could have supported uh, cousin fucker privately. But you're not supporting him having sex with his cousin by listening to his music. Cousin but I, but knowing that he is a cousin fucker. So I'm gonna, you're saying you think about that every time you hear his music. Absolutely. Okay. He might be buying. 
I might buy his album and play into him buying gifts for his cousin or they new baby or something. And it's just that I don't want to think about doing all that. Well, Every that's time fair. I- so you you can't separate it. <laughs> I can't. And you can. In this instance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's not a violation. Right. As long as you ain't going to hurt nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but see, separate. but that's what I think is fair. Like, you guys can just decide that, you know, and it's just like, it's just right. what it is. But I think where I get stuck is when people go online and create these... These campaigns, campaigns And it's just like, whoa, like... You can decide what you want. You know what I mean? That's totally fine. See, I guess I just don't understand the, the outrage sometimes. Well, because things, you know, because those used to just be like casually conversational. Like it used to be fun, I feel like, to talk to your friends about controversial stuff, you know, at dinners and stuff like that. But now that you're on Twitter and you join in the conversation, people are leaving essays on there about things. Not They're not actually having these conversations to like get opinions and, you know, learn. It's almost like they're trying to say this is the information. These are the facts and you're going to take it. And that's one thing that bothers me about Twitter when, like, stories break and people, like, they they give how they feel about it. It's almost like, oh, damn, this happened. This is how I feel, and this is actually the law. It's like, no, that's not. Well, what do you think about the idea that black people, that we're just less forgiving? I I feel like black people that had a whole lot of more opportunities to be forgiving. And so, damn it, if we want to be a little bit less, that's our choice because we're more skilled. We always have enough forgive something. So we've done it for so long, for so long. <laughs> we've done it for so long that, damn it, if we're a little tired of it, we don't feel like doing it right now. That's how I feel. So you're damn right black people are less forgiving than everybody else because we've always had to forgive somebody for something. True. Like not having water. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, friend, are there any takeaways you would like to leave the people with? I mean... How you feel, sis? You look like you're pondering. I know. You You still got something on your heart. You look you look a little weird. No, honestly, it's just... You know what it is? And I, this is me being completely transparent. Conversations like this are so difficult to have online. Mm-hmm. Because um, when you want to try to see all sides, people be like, oh, you're victim-blaming. You know, or you're a rape apologist. And it's like, no, actually. I'm actually reading. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's all I'm doing Yeah, right it's now. not, definitely not a rape apologist. Of all people, I would never be that person. <laughs> like, not at all. Um, and also, and why would I victim blame? Like, I, you know, we had a whole episode on toxic masculinity just with tax so that we could see how that's such a common thread of society that even tax was like, what's rape culture? You know, like we mm-hmm. didn't. It's such a, it's so um, ingrained in our society at this point that people don't even know when it's happening. Um, And I thought that that was such an important conversation. But things like this are so fragile and delicate Mm -hmm. and sensitive and you want to respect all sides. But I I guess for me, what gives me anxiety, anxiety about it is the fact that we don't know what happened. Yes. And and that makes me sad for all parties involved. And the fact that she passed away, you know, whatever was on her heart that made her make that decision, like, that gives me anxiety, too, because I'm just like, man, that we don't know her side from her mouth. You know, like, all of it. It's just heavy. It's sad. I have to admit, with this situation, you know, Birth of a Nation is just not something I went to see or am planning on seeing, even though... You know, I 
like I said, I don't know what happened, but at the same time, the way that he's kind of going about it, where I'm not sensing remorse, I'm not sensing him wanting to do something about it or contribute to the conversation in a way that's productive, you know, like I just sort of feel like what's best for me. I might not be trashing him online or anything, but I'm also not going to necessarily support the movie and you know what makes me feel sad i think about all the people that were part of the film that had nothing to do with it Mm -hmm. like the families even going down to the people that created the food on set Mm -hmm. the people that did the makeup the you know i think of like the people that are grinding that this is their bread and butter the actors the extras the film crew the light crew like even the people that did the set design and the clothing like all these people have to suffer because they didn't even know that, you know, I'm sure they didn't know about any of this before they even agreed to be a part of the movie. So that's kind of devastating. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It's a tricky subject. It's very sensitive. But I tried to drink it away. Right? Away. But we'd love to hear what you guys think. Um, we know it's sensitive. We know it's tricky. But... I'd love to hear how you, and and be honest. I know the internet's a hard place to be honest on (laughs) because people attack you instead of have a conversation. But I'd love to hear your honest, you know, your honest thoughts on it if you're able to separate the art from the artist. If you think we as blacks are just not as forgiving as the rest of the world. All the different layers we touched on, you know, mob mentality, the court of public opinion. I mean, incest. Well, that was a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> you know, I feel like you know, <laughs> but you know, incest also it's it's a choice and it's and it was consent on both sides. So you can't really judge anyone for consent. It's when there's no consent that it becomes a problem. I think. Um, but yeah, let us know what you guys think. We'd love to hear more on it. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is also brought to you by HBO's newest comedy series, Insecure. The modern-day black woman is usually portrayed as strong, confident, and damn near flawless, but Issa and Molly are definitely not killing it. These best friends must deal with their own real-life flaws as they attempt to navigate different worlds and cope with an endless series of uncomfortable everyday experiences. Created by, executive produced, and starring Issa Rae, the new comedy series launches eight-episode season on Sunday, October 9th, exclusively on HBO and it was hilarious so that first episode. <laughs> I love Molly. I love Molly and so much. And I just saw that it had over a million views yes. as its debut. Damn. Isn't that awesome? So Go ahead, Issa Rae. Right? That's what Perfectly I'm talking about. Because nobody wants a broken pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Issa Rae wrote the New York Times bestseller, The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl, which was published in 2015. Her web content has garnered more than 25 million views and over 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. In addition, to make, in addition to making the Forbes 30 Under 30 list twice and mm. winning the 2012 Shorty Award for Best Web Show for her hit series, Awkward Black Girl. Girl. Mm. Damn! 
<laughs> Shot in and around South Los Angeles, Insecure incorporates the music of both indie and established artists of color. You know, we love that. Yes. And touches on a variety of social and radical issues that relate to the contemporary black experience. Issa Rae, Yvonne Orji stars as Molly on the show, which explores the black female experience in an uncliche and authentic way. You do not want to miss out on this show from the music to the comedy to the acting. There's nothing like this on television right now. And it's exactly what we need. So yes. tune in Sundays at 1030 Eastern and Pacific to watch Insecure exclusively on HBO. Aww. And on that note, let's move on to this week's wellness segment. Oh, sorry. The Whisper Twins. So let's talk about your phones, your laptop screens, your iPad screens, your phone screen. I'm going to ask y'all an honest question. When's the last time you cleaned it and wiped it down? <laughs> you, now you know my phone. <laughs> <laughs> My phone can't take no water right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you in this water. Oh. When was the last time you wiped your phone down? Mind your business, friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> when was the last time you wiped your phone screen? I ain't playing. You seen my phone screen. I can't wipe it down. Okay, you see this? <laughs> yeah. You see these grooves in here trying to cut myself? Well, did you know statistics show that our phones are 18 times dirtier than public toilet seats. Oh, not uh, my uh, phone. Uh, <laughs> you a gay, they a guy. I was about to say you and not you. But the source is a goddamn lie. Okay. <laughs> not my phone. Give me that iPad. You All a right. goddamn lie. And to you listening, be honest with yourself. When was the last time you wiped that screen down? On you some real shit. When my, before my screen was cracked, I used to put alcohol on a cotton ball and wipe my shit down. I did that. Right. Just because I felt like it was a little nasty, but I know it wasn't no breeding ground like they trying to say it was. Okay. But that's the thing about <laughs> most most wipes that you buy or even using <laughs> alcohol. Alcohol <laughs> can be dangerous for the phone as a whole, but also for your skin health. Because, you know, you're keeping it, right. you're keeping it on your face, you're keeping it on your screen. But the thing about using alcohol or ammonia and things that you buy that, because, you know, you can buy them at like the Apple store and those, they usually have harsh chemicals. And for a lot of people, like myself included, those chemicals are awful for your skin. I break out if you just breathe on me. So I have to be very cautious about what I wipe my screen with because obviously it's on my face every day so i wanted to tell you guys about this company called spruce and co it's really really awesome because it derives from natural ingredients that are actually coconut based mm. um yeah they're individually wrapped travel friendly gentle enough for your phone so it doesn't you know jack up your screen over time and it's a plant-based vegan company you guys know i'm gonna support Ooh. that it's a new company um founded by two women who are actually harvard business school classmates uh, okay. okay right so definitely check that out it's called spruceandco.com and obviously this is just a way to get you thinking about when the last time was that you cleaned your phone and just reminding yourself that you should be cleaning it Especially, you know, a lot of people use their phones in the bathroom and then want to hand it to you later to put your number in. I'd never grab people's phones because <laughs> I'm like, you've been with that thing in your hand all day. Oh, I don't know where your hand been. Or a guitar. <laughs> right? So I just think it's something that 
you should definitely consider for health purposes, especially when you think about it being 18 times dirtier than a public that toilet seat. So that is nasty. so overwhelming to think about. So Spruce & Co. is a company, but obviously Google that. Google, you know, uh, toxic-free or, or chemical-free screen cleaners. I'm sure Etsy, Amazon, and just Google as a whole can probably give you tons of options. But like I said, I wanted to put the bug in your ear. No pun intended. That was what I was saying. I thought this meant you was getting it out of it. Okay. <laughs> to make sure that this is just something that you think about because we're all about health and wellness on this podcast. So that's, that's pretty right. much it. That's I would also like to say that mm-hmm. as a part of the wellness segment and things getting dirty, bras get dirty. I want to say that, like, oh you know, I've God. seen... Balls it's just or bras? Bra, like brazier. I've seen, you know, a couple, like, white bras that literally have gotten that dinge that, like, white tube socks get after a while. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I so bras, are, to me, is like the new white T-shirts. You know how you get a three-pack and you wear them mm-hmm. once, twice, whatever, then go on. If you're wearing a white bra, you only want to buy, like, three. <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> then you know, because they get dingy. Who wants dingy? You know, who in the hell wants yeah. a dingy bra? Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> who in the hell wants a dingy bra? I mean, I just want to stay on brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it for this yes. week's. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> a dingy bra. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> get it. <laughs> Oh, but that's it for this week's <laughs> wellness segment. Windy and now, <laughs> oh, you know what? This is obviously this is a complete afterthought. But from the hot button issue, a thought just popped into my I head. I thought you was about to say something about the bras. I'm sorry. No, Go no, ahead. no. Because I, I just feel like that's what I was trying to process and it just didn't come out at the time just mm-hmm. to kind of bring it back for me. Move forward. I really wish that we hit, we can focus more on rehabilitation programs. Yes. You know, especially over jail time, because jail time, obviously, I mean, I don't know how effective jail time is because you see people come out and end up making the same mistakes. You know what I mean? A lot. I mean, it does help a lot. There are people that come back and find God or become Muslim and it just totally changes their lives. But then there are a lot of people that come back and don't actually show any improvement. If anything, they've gotten hardened. They've become harder people, you know, and make even worse mistakes. And I just wish that rehab programs were developed where instead of, like I said, of us assuming someone is trash, canceling them and all the lovely things we love to say online about people, I wish that we could reach back into people's minds and spirits and try to see what caused this malfunction in them in the first place, you know, and figure out why that would happen in the first place and then hopefully use that information to help people avoid those decisions in the future. Absolutely. Well right? said. It's a beautiful idea. I wish, I just wish, I mean, and maybe that's something I need to look into or something just to see, like, what would that look like? Because I just, I'm not of the mob mentality of saying people are trash. I'm of the mentality of, okay, that was so fucked up. How do we avoid that from happening ever again? Because that, to me, is what saves the world. Absolutely. So just had to throw that in there. But now let's move into the music section, Mr. Music Man. <laughs> okay, man. This is the part y'all been well, waiting for. 
Well, since we didn't get to, uh, you know, we had a special guest last week, we didn't get the chance to have a seat at the table. So I thought this week hmm. that all three of us could have a seat at the table and talk about a little Solange, okay? Mm-hmm. Solange! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Solange for having the number one album in the country right now, well-deserved at the top spot of the charts. <sighs> like, that's so cool for her. Um, it's a beautifully written album. Every yes. song was written by her alone. Um, I think it's just the production is amazing. Tweets, background vocals all over it. Even great, great skits and interludes. Like I yeah, was, Master P was yeah. dope. I thought I was going to skip all of them, but I was sitting there listening to Mama Tina and Percy, just like getting my vitamins and stuff. I was when like, he said, are, the white man offered me a million, so I knew I was worth at, at least, least 30, yeah. 40, 30, 50. 30, I was yeah. like, ooh. Yep. Man, gems. Yep. Oh my God. Master P. Oh, the glory about the glory being in you. Oh my yes. goodness. So many gems. Who would have thought No Limit? Like, I'm. Whenever he talks, I just always think about the covers and the casing and all this, the how the albums looked. And even the DVDs, how they had they, that special packaging. No <laughs> one he had, broke all that down, too. No one ever did that. Like, yeah. how dope was that? Like, he was inspired by the Avon lady. And by his grandfather <laughs> telling <laughs> him, you got to have your own. You got to make your own, I mean, because they're not going to do nothing for you. And he said that's where the theming of all those tanks and all that army stuff came from. It was just dope how they offered, they provided depth to something that a lot of people had cast away yes. as being completely superficial. You know, they discredited mm-hmm. Master P and, and rap artists so much, but it was and just, just great. rappers from the South, period. period especially Southern rappers. Mm-hmm. So to hear that and to hear him tell a story and make it make sense um, from that perspective, like, it, it was just great. Great. Shout out to First Solange for even thinking to do that, to have Master P narrate her album. Like, what the hell yeah, is that? Yeah, I'm like, like, where did that come man. from? So dope. And to be honest, I usually hate mm-hmm. when an album has hella interludes because I'm mm-hmm. like, can I just listen to the music? But for some reason... It worked. Let me tell you. Because the interludes tied in so well with the following song, mm-hmm. it just flowed. And even it being 20, because it's like 20 tracks 21, total. Yeah. 21, I was like, oh, this is about to be long. But it was fine. I didn't. I don't skip over any tracks. Baby, I saw them interludes. I said, Solange, I don't know if I can do this. Right. But I listened and I was like, what? It fit. Aren't you glad you did? I did. I'm so happy I did. I'll even listen to it on shuffle and keep the interludes going. Do you have yeah. a fave? <sighs> it I changes. I, I can't. I, I do, do like Weary a lot, though. I love oh, Weary. Weary is so good. That's a vibe. FUBU is such a good, uh, like, banger. Like, you know, it's just a good way to start the, the end day. end of FUBU with uh, BJ, BJ, the Chicago kid, Jesus. To me. And don't forget the dream on the track, too. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Terry Smash. Woo. I love. They killed that. I end. love Don't Wish Me Well. Oh, yes. That is, like, one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, is that the one that sounds kind of um, uh, what's the Nabooma Rubber Band? Some of them songs they be sounding. Yeah, they, they, I do get get pretty get a uh, little dragon yes. from from this album. Yes. Um, don't wish me well sounds like I don't know how it's like a synthy like you know oh, slow I, oh, yeah, ballad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that one. Yeah, I love that because you know I love the, all the mm-hmm. synthy shit like that. I love it. Um, I love. Ooh, I love Junie. My sister oh, caught me Junie. dancing while I was ironing my clothes listening to Junie. Um, what else? Um, I just love the entire album, to be yeah. honest with you. I used to skip scales, but now I listen to it what? all the time. I did. With Kalila? Mm-hmm. But now I listen to it all the time. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Is that what you're laughing at me? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. I'm, I'm laughing, laughing at you me. Say you <laughs> I did. I used to skip the shit out of scales, but I love it now. Like, I went on and listened to it, and I was like, oh, okay, I like this. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. 
Oh, love it. And shout out to Sampa as well on there. Oh, yeah. So good. Don't he has such a unique sound. Man. Man. What you say to me? <laughs> shout out to Solange for having every look in two videos. Oh, my God. And the I know video, she got, those visuals were amazing. And I know she got every look waiting for all, any other video. Solange stays you with an idea. Solange, Solange stays with an idea. And I know that, like, Solange is one of those people that just read up on a bunch of shit like how geniuses are, just made notes and scrapbooks everywhere and just had all this stuff. Just, Vision boards and movies. Just boards. waiting to use for something. Like, I just know that she She's has so that. talented. And I think that this is the album where she was able to show and prove for the people that still needed her to. I think this is, like, undeniably, like, her arrival. Is like, this her first number one? Yes. Wow. Yep. Oh, man. And then in her and Beyonce break a record, like, yep. for siblings. They're, having like, the, the first same sisters one. in the same year. Or some the same shit. year, yeah, yeah. Dope. Yeah. Uh, so, whatever, so dope. whatever's in their blood, man. I just hope they keep the magic going. It's been a good year for black girl magic, huh? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, every year, but... <laughs> you know, let, uh, let them know. <laughs> just a little amplified this okay. year. Okay, what they saying in uh, that interlude with uh, Kelly and them when they were singing? Okay. Oh, baby, yeah. <laughs> but I got so much, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's right. <laughs> that's my new mantra. That's right before mantra. my shit, okay? <laughs> Man. Damn, shout out to Solange. And you know what? For those of you who this is the first Solange album you really like got into, it's I mean, it's nothing like them last albums, because I mean this is a really, really good one. But go ahead and go back into the uh the last couples because True was a really good one. And so was Saw Angel in the Halley Street Dreams. Absolutely. Because yep. Tony don't call no more. Oh my god. No, not at all no more. Like like Solange had some tracks back in the day too, so just don't sleep on those. Even you know what, True? She has some really good True looks. was amazing. Uh Losing You for Good. Yes, Losing You was the jam. Then she was in the back of a... I've been um, losing you a lot. She did I had a, that on uh, heavy rotation. <laughs> they did a, 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 a video of her. It's online. Look on YouTube. She was in the back of a black taxi in London, and she was singing... Um, oh, God, it's awful true. Um, I can't remember that song, but it's a song that Verdine... They had Verdine's like guitar on there or whatever. He was playing the guitar. It's an amazing song. Just look up Solange in the back of a black cab in London on YouTube. That's mm. your homework this week. It is amazing. Hey. She's hitting like these live falsetto notes and stuff. It's so dope. Dope. Yeah. Uh, well, does that wrap it up for a seat at the table? I guess we still at it. I think that we're all still listening to the still album. Still listening. We haven't backed still up listening. off of it to be able to say, okay, well, let's talk about it this way. I know it's hard right. because we still every, in it. Every listen is is something like refreshing about it. And I hate to do it, but you know, it's just something with the Nolsis that they just know how to give you like a new a new feel, a new look with every listen. <laughs> and I I get that. Like I, every time I listen, like even like Cranes when oh. they were they were talking about the meanings behind it and. The fact that even Tax was tweeting, if you didn't watch, uh, was it Cranes before you oh, started? Oh, he said, if you didn't morning. listen to Cranes, don't tweet me. <laughs> I'm just like, like, if you have niggas like Tax touched, you are doing something out here. Like, <laughs> like for real. And I already just got it from the first, like, hundred listens. And every time I try to take a break, I'm like, no, you need another listen. You just got to have another sip of this Kool-Aid here. Yeah, I like it. So, Definitely. Solange, thank you for this Kool-Aid. Right? It's delicious. And definitely check out The Everlasting Wave by Xavier Omar, which is actually hey. out for pre-order, but you can listen to the snippets on iTunes, and it's so yes. good. And Xavier Omar, I think one of his songs dropped this Friday. Wrong Woman? 
the same day that we are going to be having our live show in Chicago. Hey. Go to friendzonelive.com if you haven't gotten your tickets yet. There's still time. Don't tweet us about the VIP. It's been sold out. Can't do nothing about it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also... You know, I can't go anywhere without mentioning James Fontlow. Listen, this yes. is the music corner, so we just have to go on ahead and do our, our, our music mentions right, right now. Definitely check out his SoundCloud. It's just James Fontlow because he's been dropping songs. He does it so randomly, which I love. Um, and he's been posting the lyrics in the like information box underneath and the production credits. And if you're a music head like us, that's always a sweet spot. Absolutely. If you're not familiar with who James Fauntleroy is, just look him up and be surprised and be in awe and just check him out because he's got some really dope waves that he likes to put out. So, you know, love and peace and blessings to James Fauntleroy. And Louis Sensei. York, too. Yes. Weirdo Workshop. Yes. Oh, my God. I actually just saw them. At this, the Apollo you Yes, went? I went to the <laughs> Apollo Music Cafe where they yes. released um, their, some of their newest songs for their Masterpiece Theater 2 that's coming out, if I believe, on November 8th. I'll definitely have that information for you guys soon with the links and everything. But they just released a new song called Limelight that is about, you know, everybody wanting to be in the limelight. And it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. When they performed it live, the audience was, like, dancing and clapping. And, you, of course, you know, it made me proud because that's my best oh, friend Lord. up on stage. You was up there like, oh, my like God. Like a proud mama. <laughs> I was just so happy because it's a really good song. It's a really good song. People was throwing, women was throwing their panties up there. You was like, get them panties off this <laughs> Stop that. But definitely check out Lewis York. They're on iTunes and Spotify and YouTube. And the song's called Limelight. It's a really good one. You guys will like it. That's I, right. I also have some something to say. I would like to shout out um, Mary J. Blige. Oh, yeah. I love mm-hmm. her new song. Thick of It. Yes. Really has good. Dropped. Mary J., you are a treasure. Yes. We are moving past Hillary because you have dropped us a track. <laughs> now. You have, you have dropped See us a See what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Because you're going to give her a prize, but what does Hillary have to do with well, it? Well, something else happened, and I'm not going to talk about that. So I'm saying we are moving past Hillary. And I'm going to just give all of the light to the thick of it because this single is good. It's bomb. It's popping. And I can't wait to hear the album. And the cover, she, she looks so good. Mary, Mary, come on back to the light. If you, Since you're dropping this album, that means you're probably going to do a performance tour. So, You know what makes me sad when peop, when someone's going through something bad, like a breakup or a divorce, and people are like, like, oh, it's, it's about to be good. Why yeah. do we do that? That's so Man, fucked up. Because it was true in I mean, this it case. was true because the song is so good. <laughs> What was that thing? I felt so awful. I was like, is this is this what gives us good music? What was Tragedy? That show? Broken Hearts? Was it Storytellers? And uh, the artists would like perform and they would talk about what was going yes, on. Yes. I used to love that show. Mary VH1 Storytellers. Storytellers. And when she was just dancing and getting it up there and telling her stories, I was like, man, this is so lit. I cannot even take it. <laughs> I love that show. They should bring it back. Yeah, Storytellers was popping. A great idea. Uh, some of those things that just go back into the hole, and I don't know why. The <laughs> storytellers was so good. Just like Unplugged was ungood. I need to bring. I need, you said ungood. <laughs> Unplugged I need was to ungood. Bring, <laughs> I need to bring that back on YouTube. Storytellers on my channel. It's okay. like, oh, yeah. so good. VH1 Ooh. Storytellers was so good. So I wish Cash Doll would do one. And Diaries. MTV oh Diaries. God. Remember? You know what really got me? The last go on tour with them. And- the last really, really good MTV doc that got me <laughs> was when Nicki Minaj did that pink print thing or Pink Friday. And you just got to see her like as a human. 
You didn't see Roman like doing all this. Getting mad at her stylist. <laughs> and, and to see her, like, talk and be normal and, like, emote was just so great and so beautiful. That's why I love shows like that. Me too. Where it, like, lifts the veil. Yes. So, well, thank you, Mr. Music Man. Thank y'all for having a seat at the table with us. You know, Solange <laughs> and I are just so glad to have y'all. I'm going to wear my welcome out because I can't stop listening to that. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm feeling weary. I don't think I can get up from here now. Weary. <laughs> I'm weary. No. All right. Ooh, oh. No. They heard it. They heard it. They're going to save it. And now it wasn't it's me this time. For me. <laughs> now, <laughs> now it's time for. Black Girl Magic. What is it? Wacky Jackie? AKA what do y'all Basketball call it? Wacky <laughs> Jackie. Y'all love When I'm saying. I'm saying that. <laughs> Jackie Christie is crazy. That shit nuts. But y'all, changed. why did I watch an episode of Love and Hip Hop to surprise Dustin oh. and be able to give him tips and he didn't even watch it? Oh, I did. Watch. We can we can talk about it because when she taught her to tell your fat ass mama to wear the waist trainer, that's the episode oh. you saw. Oh, when wait. they were at the picnic. Oh, okay, so what did I you see? I guess I didn't see the Which right one. Which episode did you see? What did you see? What happened on your episode? I, okay. Na- name as many people as you can as you go, because this is going to um, be funny. Hold on. It's what it's was Safari doing? Safari, okay. Safari had, Ray J had like an ear thing. Oh my God. And was telling Safari what to say at to the, the girl. At the restaurant. Yeah. When she yes. brought the other girl That's out. The episode, okay, yeah. <laughs> Yes. I was so excited. I was like, wait till Dustin. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, friend. Here's my input. <laughs> you let your Mona Sky Young wash over you for a minute. <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? It was funny. It was at my mom's house. What kind of like, stone did, did you have out when it? you was watching Mona my Sky mom Young? Watch. She was like, what is this? What kind of stone? <laughs> a cinder block. <laughs> uh, so go ahead. Yeah, so um, uh, <laughs> let's see. Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, that episode. What can we talk about from that episode? It was really interesting. Did you think that Safari had chemistry with Miss Nikki Baby, who was the girl, the main girl that he was talking to at the table that day? I think from what I watched, it, the entire show was just fun and scripted. Yeah, yeah. That's it. No I don't chemistry, think anyone no even nothing. knows each other Yeah. at this point. I didn't feel that they had, like, any. Thing going on. Right. See, this is so good because now this is like flat out what it looks like. You know nothing yeah. about them, nothing. All you know is what you it saw. It just seemed like a fun show. And yep. even like the parts that were like slowed down and there was like voiceover. I was like, this is so YouTube. You know how they do their hands. <laughs> so I was riding around my girls this week and I just didn't have anything to wear. So we had to stop by my homegirl That's store. Right. And it's like, why are you reaching so up is, there? So, okay, here's my question. Is it do people know at this point that this is like a scripted sitcom or do people still get emotionally invested in the storyline? Yes and yes. People know and still get emotionally invested Just in the storyline. But for lines. the fun of it, not I, like... I, th- I look at it as like like if, like if how back in the day everybody used to watch like General Hospital and, you know, like all the soaps. Mm-hmm. I just Passions. feel like it's a soap. It's my stories. Right, yeah. That's okay. it. And I so get you it can then. enjoy it from that. That way it's not as sensationalized. You right. know what I'm saying? It's just... Drama. Yeah. Good drama. Well, that's all. That's all. I'm so proud of you, friend. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. I literally was dying laughing. I was like, Dustin's going to (laughs) die. When you start chiming in, like, what, man? You ain't even got a goddamn TV. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, all I want to talk about this week again, I know that Jackie Christie and and Ladies of Basketball Wives, and I use that word loosely, have been occupying our time, you know, in this slot. But I just can't help it because it's literally dominating everything. Is it your favorite show? No. 
<laughs> but it's something that I just can't get rid of. It's the Do best. It's the best reality TV <laughs> sex I've ever had. Okay. And I can't stop having sex with, with this show. Like you're not ready to be celibate. Just, I can't. I can't. Would you say Jackie is your favorite reality TV star of all time? Not within in ever in <laughs> no? life. And no way. Aside from form. New York, she's one of my favorite people to laugh at. Oh, okay. Not with. <laughs> but to laugh at. It's fun to make fun of Jackie Christie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but is she my favorite? No, I don't think she's anybody's favorite. I think we just like laughing at her because she's that much of a mess. <laughs> she is. She's a mess. She's she's so outlandish. She's so exaggerated. She's so old. And she's still doing all the same stuff. And it's just, it's polarizing. Like, you cannot stop watching it. Once she starts acting crazy and going through stuff, and like, prime example, they asked her to change clothes in a hallway, right, at this venue. <laughs> she starts telling them, I can't change clothes. This is like a tunnel. I'm, my body's getting hot. I'm sweating. My neck is hurting. I'm getting tunnel vision because she says she's in a hallway. You're so dumb. <laughs> you don't even know what tunnel vision means. You just were <laughs> thinking of what sentences have I heard with the word tunnel in or what oh, I phrases. I saw someone tweeting um, that she said swelt. Yeah, swelt. Oh, yes. <laughs> and her daughter was looking at her like she was crazy. She's like, yeah, swelt. You know what I mean. <laughs> And her daughter she, just okay. is bad. But if she's saying tunnel vision and swell, don't you think she's just playing into it at this yes. point? Mm-hmm. Right? But, but then, but then she's really or that not. bad, though. I don't know. You can't tell? I know. It's it's real 50-50. Good job, Jackie. Yeah. You can't tell. She got it down to a science. That, that loopiness right there, just loop-de-loop. Imagine if you met her and she's not, like, nothing like that I at all. Hope well, I hope I never She, she blocked pleasure. me on Twitter and called me a bitch. Are you being serious? Dead, Recently? Dead serious. No. She tweeted. Or no. She didn't call me a bitch. She told me, fuck you. That's what she said. She told me, fuck you. And it was when she leaked that um that topless selfie. Oh, yeah. she leaked it? Mm-hmm. And I said something about somebody not wanting to see Jackie Christie's titties or something in this lifetime or some, something I said. And she was like, ha ha, fuck you, and blocked me. That's she tweeted she you that? Mm-hmm. Dustin's a star. Wow. Look at you. <laughs> Whatever. Jackie Christie can go on somewhere. I was about to be nice to her old sleeping bag build ass, but that's okay. Like, we can let her. I forget Jackie Christie. Getting yes. married every year. For what? Do you want to talk about DJ Duffy instead? <clears throat> yes. So <laughs> When Tammy said, and who knew who that okay, was? Okay, yeah, yeah, Asante. <laughs> who knew? Asante. <laughs> 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 Wait, what? <laughs> when, so they they were having this argument. Dustin's going to lay all that part out for you. But <laughs> Duffy goes, I'm DJ Duffy. And Tammy was walking away, looks oh, back no. and says, she says, and who knew who that was? I mean, was? it was really over the top. <laughs> Like she, Tammy, like Tammy like was itching brown so everything. bad. Who knew? Tammy <laughs> wanted to fight Duffy so bad. You guys, I find Tammy so funny. She's hilarious. Tammy, because she's like effortless with it. You know what I mean? She's hilarious. I just am one of the people who can never get over what she did on the real world. That's right. literally See? my issue with Tammy. Hey. And I feel like the things that she's done, like on Basketball Wives, stealing Keisha Nichols' purse and when they were over in Thailand or... or she stole where someone's were they? purse? And wouldn't give it back to her on some old, come get You want your purse? Come get it. Because the girl was scared And of her. the girl was literally crying. <gasps> like, shaking. Bullying? Like, 
sh- like, yes. tri- like, like, I, I just want my purse. I don't want to COVID. And she was like, I should, gi- I shouldn't give you shit. Like, the, like in her face, like, like her mama and for shit. like seven minutes of just berating. Like, Tammy will do that kind of shit. And like so, she'll stand right in your face. You want your purse or don't you? Do, do you? Do you? Like, she's one of those. I mean, like extreme friend, right? And so, like, that's why, even though <laughs> the, the bitch is funny, you know what I'm saying, like. I just can't get with that bullshit that she tries to pull on people like she can. I just can't deal with that. So, but I still, you know, I'm real. I keep it real. And some of the stuff that she says is funny. Was Duffy scared of her too or no? I don't think Duffy was scared of her, but Duffy wasn't as proactive as she should have been. Prime example. She didn't know how to play the game. When they were, when, and so the game played her. Absolutely. So when, (laughs) when they were sitting at the table, Tammy, at this point, from the beginning, Tammy... She can try to act like she was was trying to ignore it or trying to coexist. She was not. Tammy was clearly and blatantly looking for a fight with Duffy because she was mad because she felt like Duffy had disrespected her daughter. And I could understand that. Anybody could understand that. But what I don't, Tammy just, she just, I mean, anyway. She, I mean, so, she, she wanted to, she wanted, obviously she wants to fight this girl so bad that she's telling Shawnee, that she in private that she might be pregnant but because she's not sure that she is still going to act and operate as she would normally including smoking drinking and apparently and, fist fighting and, and shawnee was like so that means no fighting right in terms of can't confirm that can't confirm that can't confirm like she wanted she, to she, fight she was mad and she wanted to fight duffy and so no matter what duffy could not have done or said anything right no matter what duffy said tammy was going to get up from the table period Every single time. You just saw her in the video say, well, the last time I saw you, you told me that you didn't want to beat my ass in front of my daughter. Well, she's not here. And then she made that Duffy face. says, you know what? It's okay. I don't. I'm over it. Let's let it go. Tammy says, okay. Well, she's not here, and I'm ready and available. Okay. If she it, don't it, give she, a fuck. She like, want to fight. If you change your mind, put she her doesn't want. She on. wants to fight. So my thing mind. was, okay, Duffy. You like know, you know she story. wanna, yeah. You know she wanna fight you no matter what. What are you doing? Why are you engaging? Why are you acting like you're trying to just stay in your way and out of her way? She's trying to fight you. You can't avoid this. So what you do when she asks you shit like that at the table and she says, "Well, the last time you said you saw me, you wanted to beat my ass." Yup, and I meant it, and I'm about to right now. And you get up and you be proactive and you start pulling them braids out the front of her hair and on the sides of her face. That's what you do. Duffy didn't do that. And so now, here we are, Asante, with Duffy being the laughing stock, being the punching bag, and deservedly so. But it could have all been so simple, but she'd rather make it hard. And so I just feel like Tammy is too old. I was looking at her legs when she was up there, like, trying to tussle with Duffy and stuff. Her legs. What? You could just tell Tammy didn't did a lot of walking in her life, figuratively. You could tell. Yeah. She didn't did a lot of walking. And I know Tammy just got to be tired in her soul. I know Tammy on the inside. Tammy's hurting. And Tammy is tired. You got to be tired of fighting life every day. I looked at her face She's when not. the security was holding her back. She had blanked out. Yep. I've been there before, so I know. 
But then I looked at the side of her heel and the way she was, because they were, like, up on a rooftop, so she was, like, anchoring, like, positioning herself. And she had on sandals, and I just looked at the way her foot planted down and leaned to the side. It's just like her bones are aligned to fight now. It's just like, I know she got to be tired. She got to be tired. Her foot was sitting up. Her The way her foot set up, it was almost like her her heel had a kickstand in it, like, on the inside, though. It was like her foot was leaning like the kickstand was surrounded by the flesh of her heel. <laughs> like, it was just all She just, Tammy is tired. Tammy oh, didn't bend. Tammy, Tammy is a used car. She <laughs> Tammy is like, I'm telling you, she just been. She, she stay ready, though, because she was so amped up to fight that when she was running up on Duffy, that Shawnee tried to pull Tammy and grabbed her braids. Tammy... Whipped back and slapped Tommy like 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 this. I wish y'all could see me y'all listening. Watch right. the damn clip. Watch he, the clip of the fight. In she Lisbon, like Portugal. reaches back and like slaps Shawnee off screen and like goes <gasps> through this bitch. Friend? Yeah, not slapped like, her like, well, like that. Oh. But like she, whoever had her hands, right? Like she, she, she just felt like, a, she just felt the tug right. and was like, "No, bitch, I gotta get Duffy." She didn't know who the bitch was or if the, it was a bitch. She just had to get this out the way so she could get to Duffy. Like that's how bad that shit was. Also, Brandy, you see, you guys should see Fran's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, Brandy, um, when so when the melee takes place, right? Brandy the Duffy melee? is yes. is Brandy's little sister, quote unquote. So Brandy was protecting Duffy, and I could tell that Brandy was conflicted because she knew. Duffy was wrong. Yeah. She knew the whole fight was stupid, but that was like her little, so she got to like protect her, but you could tell she was over it. So Angel Love, remember I told you about the one that's always getting in everybody's business and brought it under. So the one who Jackie was trying to beat up. Well, that's a lot of them, but yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) Angel Love starts telling Brandy, Brandy, yeah, Brandy, take her out of here. Take her out, get her out. Brandy was like, shut the fuck up. Stop talking to me. I was so happy because that's exactly what she <laughs> That's exactly what she needed. Always putting herself in shit that she has nothing to do with. Did you see Brandy um tell Jackie not to touch her mm-hmm. and smack her arm? She's mm-hmm. like, Don't touch me. Mm-hmm. Brandy had had it. She was trying to keep her cool. You know, Brandy is big. That was also funny when Jackie was like, These some big bitches. It's like the clash <laughs> of the I'm Titans. Not moving. She's like, and I'm getting my the ass clash out the of way. The that's, that's what she yeah. said. I used that one today. And right after she said it, the camera cuts to them in the tub, like mid tussle. So you see these women. Like, Brandy is like 5'10. You see these women that you know are tall and they're doing and, like. Because they're on like, their heels. And too. Jackie was like, These some big bitches. <laughs> they're all on their heels looking 6'3, <laughs> six, 6'5, six, like they playing oh basketball. My God. Yeah, like they really table. are. Basketball really wise. Okay. <laughs> now, what about on the side of Black Excellence Television? Did you watch anything there? Um, Queen Sugar was good as usual. Uh, let me see what else. <gasps> I'm actually behind on Queen Ayanla Sugar. Ayanla Fix My Life. Please tell oh, me y'all back. watch Ayanla. Oh, I didn't okay. You got homework this week, Asante. And you, friend. Yeah, you want to watch Love and Hip Hop? Damn it, you're watching Yanla. <laughs> I'll watch it tonight. <laughs> I'll watch it tonight. Asante. Oh, my God. It's this family. She goes to this house, right? <laughs> Are they black? Yes. Of okay. <laughs> black Was family. this like the season premiere? Well, it's they're four episodes in. Oh, This damn. is actually episode five of this season because the first four. I'm surprised I haven't seen people tweeting about right? it. Because the first four were, it was that whole, I hate how she's doing these multi-episode, like. With the um, same family? Yeah, it, oh. it doesn't work. And it takes up too much of the season and we feel like we missed out. Take it, Iyanla. Come here. How'd she do it before? 
It was a different story each week. It was not a lot of celebrities. It was mostly people we didn't know. The stories you was just it was easier to identify with, and it was so good, fascinating television. Oh, now she does more celebs. Yeah, but maybe it was a ratings decision. Maybe, but they need to undecision the decision because <laughs> this here week they were at a regular family's house. This black family, y'all, married, right? The husband had a baby on the wife. Okay, they oh stay together. Gosh. He has all kinds of issues. The daughters resent him. I don't. Okay, so listen, I'll just tell you oh this. Oh, my God. The one daughter who's 17, she was, like, overweight, right? Like, very, very much overweight. She was so cute. Immediately when she came on the screen, me, um, Kid Fury, <laughs> my best friend Gary, and Drew Shea, we were all watching. Or no, Drew wasn't there. This was me, Kid Fury, and uh, my best friend Greg. We were watching, and when she first came on the screen, I was like, she is so cute. And Kid Fury looked at me and was like, right? Like, she, <laughs> like we all thought it. But Iyanla told her, she was like, how are you? And the girl was like, I'm okay, whatever. She was like, no, you're not, because I see padding you padding your whole body she was talking about the girl's weight and she was like she was like you padding that that's you trying to protect yourself from something you're hurting she's like and we're gonna get to the bottom of it you're trying to protect yourself from some type of she called her weight padding you're padding yourself Mm -hmm. wow gotta watch it friend (laughs) wow wow so tune in everybody the musty so yes basketball wives was good it was lots of drama and i don't know was it just me or did y'all feel like angel angel brinks wasn't even on this episode all we saw was her wig and sunglasses moving around all we saw was jackie tell her to go holler at an old man she didn't say nothing the only thing i remember but the the tv to watch this week was Iyanla Fix My Life. And this is actually a two-part episode, two-part, two-episode, I guess, segment or whatever, or two-episode story, but I don't mind because that's how good this was. And it's regular people. It is so good. Must-see TV. Watch Iyanla Fix My Life from this week. And tweet me all the comments. <laughs> tweet me whatever you want to tweet. I will engage. I'm ready to talk about it. This was so Fucking good friend, you gotta watch it. Asante, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it Do you hear me? Yep. Okay, go ahead, y'all. <laughs> so now let's move oh, wait. into. Mm-hmm. Did you watch um Atlanta? What happened this week? <laughs> was it the basketball game? No, it was the uh, oh the the, the, the um the, 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 um, the, 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 the test the what the the, the piss test. The school. Oh the, yes! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, when the teacher, the the, the his girlfriend. Spoiler well, alert! Girl. Spo- yeah, spoiler alert, y'all! This episode of Atlanta was good as fuck. <laughs> it uh, gives insight to the woman. In, I'm sorry, that <laughs> scene with like, the diaper was so disgusting. Oh, oh when she oh, made I didn't the, look the, at the it. urine. Yeah. Oh, don't eat while you watch this. I like, just it made my, like. I literally Look, you closed weary, my eyes right? for like five minutes. <laughs> tell, me, tell me why I was eating, right? And the oh. minute I saw that baby on the table, I said, let me look this way because I know what's knew. happening. I knew it was going to happen. I knew what I That and was so trifling. I waited for the commercial break I, to look back at no, the TV. No, I was like, I am I'm not sorry. going Atlanta to do this. got me now, y'all. Because at first I was like, okay, this is good, but everybody's like, saying it's better than it really is. <laughs> but the last three F fucking Got episodes, you. I'm telling you, that basketball game, that um that basketball game, <laughs> the uh the episode the with Justin Bieber. Yes. Yeah. That was so funny yeah. when he was like, that's Justin Bieber and like and the kid walked in. I was like, what? <laughs> what was the episode he was just being before disrespectful that? as fuck. Pissing on the, the, the date. Not the date. 
day was the day wasn't the episode before that. Well, what was the episode after that? I don't know. The last two or three episodes just hooked me in, and I love it now. Atlanta is good. Like, oh, I when he asked, it. when he had asked the Zen dude for money, and oh, then he and took him yes. to get a dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, I need the money today. He was like, Yeah, when he breeds them, you come back in the fall. I want to see how that's gonna play out later if it's gonna play. And out. And y'all know I love that he has a Zen friend. Mm-hmm. I really Man. feel that. The creative world is starting to embrace my tribe because now, <laughs> back in the day, the the supporting friend was usually like dumb or something like Cole. Right. You know what I mean? But now it's like <laughs> it was always like the same formula. But I notice now on every show there's a Zen friend, and I appreciate it. That's right. I know you don't know <laughs> me, but uh, you think I can measure your tree? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "You need the sword." <laughs> Yo, and when he said this shit, I thought he did need it. I was like, what is going on? But anyways, so now we are moving on to our final, well, almost final segment because we still have the black business. But Friend, if you don't bite this, this is <laughs> Now we're moving on to our asking for a friend segment. So hit us with it, Asante. Don't forget, as per usual, to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. You can actually submit things to this email. You don't have to email us asking us where to submit things to the email. Just to let you know, in case you emailed me asking me where to send things. So, again, that's thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. I'm going to let Dustin read this this week, you know, so we can just get a little variety, spice of life. So, Dustin, tell us what you found in the emails this week. Okay. This email is titled, Just Found Out My Boyfriend is Voting Trump. Help. Oh, hey, guys. No. I want it right. Fuck your boyfriend already. <laughs> just already. off of it on the strength. <laughs> but anyway. Hey, guys. I want to start off by saying I love your podcast. It's helped reaffirm so many thoughts and beliefs I felt crazy for having. Thank you. I don't know how I feel about that. I was about that. to say, so you was probably going to vote for Trump before you started listening to our show. <laughs> No, she's okay, not talking okay. about Trump. I'm just playing. I'm just yeah, playing. but her boyfriend voted right. for Trump, so I don't even know if I like. <laughs> I don't know if I want to touch this. I don't know if I want to get my hands dirty. Anyway, no, I'm just playing, boo. Thank you, boo. Okay, <laughs> thank you for being open to sharing yourselves. Okay, I met my boyfriend at work. He's my supervisor. LOL. Oh. So you wanted them. <laughs> okay, back I in back in April, <laughs> I had no idea he was interested in me at all because I'm black earthy and artsy and he seemed like a typical white guy <sighs> Italian get it. young okay. professional 26 years old works in midtown <laughs> plays golf etc didn't seem like I'd be his He's type for real. or vice versa however due to my past relationship with a fuckboy 29 year old DJ that didn't have a real job or place to say oh, girl. Oh. I decided as a 22 year old I should exp- see Go ahead. I decided as a 22-year-old I should expand my horizons, drop the prejudices and stereotypes I have against white people, and try something different. So I agreed to go on a date with him, which led to our current relationship. He's been great so far. He's emotionally and financially able to handle a relationship and seemed open-minded to experience another culture. I've even met his family. Although I would have fear and anxiety over our cultural differences because I knew I couldn't expect him to understand what I go through like the black and brown boys I've dated in the past. We've, that's how that was written. It wasn't me. <laughs> We've been dating for four months now, and I've never talked about the election with him because I'm disappointed with both candidates, and I may not even vote. 
So bringing it up never occurred to me. Sunday night, we were watching the debate, and out of curiosity, I asked him who he was voting for. <laughs> this is hard for me. You're going to not vote. <laughs> it's like, how are you going to say that you never talked to him about the election because you're disappointed with both candidates, and in the very next sentence you say, out of curiosity, I asked him, who are you voting for? <laughs> like, okay. He replied, don't judge me, but I'm voting for Trump. Uh, I'm not sure I'm how to handle. I'm confused at the don't judge me. I would have I would Me too. I'm confused at the I'm voting for Trump. I'm not sure <laughs> how to handle or process this. I understand everyone grows up with a different worldview depending on a variety of factors. And since then, we've had convos on why Trump over Hillary. But no matter a person's reasons for voting for Trump, I can't help but associate his misogynistic, racist, homophobic, etc. comments with his supporters, even when they swear up and down they don't agree with the outrageous comments that Trump has made. My boyfriend says he doesn't openly support him, but he thinks that Hillary is a liar and Trump will help our nation's debt. Whatever. I'm not even a a political person. But I find myself losing interest in my boyfriend because he's voting for him. It makes me feel like he's slightly agree- silently agreeing with Trump's comments against minorities, although he says he doesn't. I enjoy spending time with him, and he's treating me better than anyone else I've been with. But I don't think he can truly relate to how I feel as a black woman in America. Well, why would he be able to? And he's an Italian man, Italian-American man. <sighs> Are political views a deal-breaker? Am I expecting... What, oh, no. Am I expecting too much by thinking he should be able to relate? <laughs> am I expecting? I was, like, I was about to be like, we can't okay. answer that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> should I end this relationship? P.S. Yes. P.S. My question hasn't even been picked yet, but I can already feel dust inside eyeing the fuck out of my Man, email questions. Did LOL. You call that? So why would you read it? Why would you, you write it? it? Okay. Well, and the I'll reason, go first. thank Please. you. <laughs> I do think political um, affiliation was. Is that the word she used? Political affiliations are make or break. Because to me, in my personal opinion, that says where you stand um, in the world and your your worldview of people and culture and the economy. And if you're in support of a man that is clearly misogynistic, who was on TV saying that he kisses women and because he's a celeb, they let him do it and he grabs their pussy and um, saying you should build walls, right? Saying you should build walls to keep the Mexicans out and immigrants out. And his son tweeted a picture of Skittles saying something about refugees. You know, like, I mean, and, and lastly, but most importantly... What are Trump's policies? Literally, what, what, is what, are, what is he standing on that your boyfriend feels he could even? Arthritis. <laughs> like, that's always my question when, for people that are voting for Trump. At the debates, what has he actually said he's going to do for the country? Aside from just the jokes and the, you know, the circus that he's created the mockery really i think i don't know i just think it says a lot about your boyfriend's depth that's what i think and yours too for dating him low-key 
Like, and that's just real talk. And, like, it's somebody that can tell you that. And, and and I talk a lot of shit about Republicans or whatever. And most of the time, I'm, well, I say it like I'm just playing. You know what I mean? But like, if you're a Republican, that's cool, whatever. But to me, when it comes down to voting for Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? That's like, not even about being that's a not Republican. About, that's not about your about you're voting partisanship. You're for an idiot. That, there you go right there. And you're not not just an idiot, but a special kind of idiot. A racist, uh, someone who a has made... I mean, right, like super dangerous. Who's opening up a huge can of worms. Seriously. So y'all need to get it together over there. And you're really young. You're only 22. Well, you were 22, if I'm not mistaken. She was 22 when they started... And they've been together for how was it four years something like that? Well, I don't months. Know. Four months. Point well, I was is, about to say all those years. <laughs> stop uh-uh. making so many declarations. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot of stuff that's going to change within the next three years. If you're 22, by the time you're 25, you're going to think totally differently about a lot of stuff. So stop making so many declarations and just kind of live, experience, and be observant. That's what you need to do. You need to be as observant as you possibly can. Look at your boyfriend. Look at how he moves and thinks and look at the decisions that he's making. He told you that he's voting for Trump. Look at the other decisions that he's making and really think is that somebody that you want to be around and associated with. Yeah, I don't know. And Stuff fuck. like that bothers me. <laughs> I just want you to take a moment to look at your thinking as well because the fact that you said he is voting for Trump and that you are not that you're thinking about not voting too, that is what really disappoints me. I'm not trying to lay into you because you're young. You know, I, I really want to take this opportunity to tell you that it is important for you to vote not only just against Trump, but just in general to say that my vote isn't going to count just because this person is voting against you is just almost like an immediate defeat, and you shouldn't accept that defeat. Um, so soon, especially when it's Donald Trump, who definitely should not be in office. But this is a person that you are thinking about being with. Decision-making is going to come down to shit like this. And for me, voting necessarily, or political views um, as a whole, aren't necessarily going to be a make or break in certain instances. But as we said, this right here, this particular election, Trump cannot be in the House. And if you want to be with someone that thinks that it's okay to uh, have Trump in the House, then I see why you wrote into us, but I need you to also look at every other thing that you might be missing so you can be like, Oh, shit, I do need to grab my shit and get the fuck up out of here. Because I think that's what you're looking for. <laughs> Y'all need to control or delete your whole shit. <laughs> Everything. I like, remember arguing with an ex once about gentrification because he didn't see the issue with it. But he also has a lot of white friends, and I mm. don't. So he was kind of, like, throwing that in my face. And I was just like, ew. I remember looking, like, it's crazy how you can look at someone so differently off of a conversation like that. Like, I was looking at his face and I really wanted to be like, you should leave. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just so and gross we will to never. Me. <laughs> <laughs> you can forget. What like, I'm as open-minded saying. as I am and I want to hear all sides and understand, like, where people come from with their... <laughs> with their thoughts but a lot of the times I'm like that that I just don't get I'm sorry that is and voting for Trump I don't get I don't get not even a little bit that man means nothing but destruction and harm and the world turning on us I don't get how you would vote for that. If, if a lot of these Republicans don't turn on his ass too, right? then I mean, goddamn, See, all of these Bush fucking and his signs. daughters at the de- Democratic convention was already like a whoa. So, but anyways, you know, at the end of the day, 
the fact that you're writing in to us is because you already know the answer and you just need confirmation. Absolutely. And you know that the answer is that this is not a healthy person to be with, I don't think. And again, you're young. Don't be so hard. Whenever the yeah. uh, 25 you know how many and under. idiots I dated. Whenever like the 25 and under write in, I get a little <laughs> sensitive for them just because I don't know what's going on. I remember how I was at that age. Right. So I'm just like, yeah. you know, girl. You are dating this Republican, but you don't have to do it. We okay? all make mistakes. You don't have to. Okay? <laughs> but you can be like Rihanna and feel like a brand new person and leave all that behind. <laughs> Hopefully Whew. that helped you. Thank you so much for writing in. And now we're going to move on to the Black Business of the Week. What do you yes. have for us, Asante? I have a Black Business highlight email submission that I would like to read off from Erica James out of Atlanta, Georgia. All right. Hi, friends. I love your show and how much it highlights mental health in the Black community. I'm a therapist in Atlanta, and I have experienced how stigma or perceived stigma can prevent people getting the help they need. I like to utilize research-based therapy. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I like to utilize research-based therapeutic techniques as well as holistic and natural remedies. I was wondering if you could highlight my private practice. It's called Erica James Counseling LLC. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist who focuses on relationships, self-care, and empowerment. I work with adults and couples, and I'm based in Atlanta. The website is ejcounselingatl.com. She's also created a monthly uh, journey journal, and every month she's going to focus on a a theme. And so October's theme is body image. So every week you're going to be sent a topic related to body image, and hopefully by the end of October's journey, the people that have participated are going to shift the conversations they've had about their bodies as uh, as well as the way that they've related to them. So... Just go ahead and check out that website. If you aren't based out of Atlanta, even signing up for that email list is going to help you if you're focusing on your body issues this month. And it'll maybe give you a little boost in the right direction for the help that you need. If you are in Atlanta, I mean, anybody that's handing out therapy, I say go get it. I say just go check it out, especially black people. She made a really good point about black people just, you know, not wanting to get help and stuff like that. So I just wanted when she said that, she like struck a chord with me. So had to choose that one, had to support a black business out of the A. Thank you, Erica James. And again, that website is ejcounselingatl.com. That's www, sorry, that ejcounselingatl.com. And I love that in light of the Kid Cudi situation, too, because when they were saying he checked himself in for mental health um, ailments and him just not feeling well and feeling like he kind of needed to reset, I saw a lot of jokes. That shit ain't funny. Yeah, like a lot of jokes and memes and people kind of... Kid Cudi's one of my heroes. I mean, I... You can't be surprised on the internet. It's just not a place for delicate conversations like we said earlier. But I also was like, the crazy part is I'm sure 90% of the people cracking jokes are going through the same shit. Right. You know, at least he was open about it. Felt like he wanted to say. One thing I loved is when he said the reason he was writing that post on Facebook was because he was kind of feeling whack for like being this hero to people and kind of like living a lie. When in reality, he was really unhappy and sad and needed help. And he wanted to just let people know that. And I thought that was really powerful. So if you are someone who needs help, it's okay. It's important. Yeah, you are not alone. The majority, if not all of us, need help in some capacity. And if you can, you know, work with someone like Erica or someone in your location, I mean, I'm sure there are tons of resources you could find online. Please please, please do that. So yes. hopefully this helped someone. And that's it for this week's show. Do you guys have any church announcements? 
I just want to give a really quick shout out to my friend Anthony Jones and his sports show, Real Fans, Real Talk. It comes on um, Public Access TV in Brooklyn, and they do a lot of work in the community. They're having a um, a charity 2K tournament, <laughs> NBA 2K tournament. It's really dope. So just Google Real Fans, Real Talk, um, and check out their charity tournament. It's a it's a really dope initiative that they're supporting. So just want to give that shout out. What's up, Anthony? I see what you guys are doing over there, and I think it's dope. So hey, hey. support your friends. That's it. Oh, by the way, thank you uh, for the people that have reached out for Pompet. Um, yes. Pumphead Wine Shop, we are going to be doing a music series pretty soon. Uh, some people it's have so reached dope. out, some really, really dope artists already. Um, so if you are looking to submit, let me give you one of my emails because we are just slacking. We were just so shocked that people like popped up and emailed. It was crazy. But um, uh, by Asante, that's B-Y-E-A-S-S-A-N-T-E at gmail.com. So uh, send me demos if you're New York based or if you're gonna be in the New York area some at some point. Just stop in to Pompet Wine Shop on 420 Linux Ave. It's the back store. You're gonna see it at the corner of Linux Ave or AKA Malcolm X Boulevard and um, 131st Street. We're gonna be looking for singers, uh, players, like any sort of thing. And I actually want to like get spoken word people in there too so if you have some sort of poetry or some things that you're looking into doing uh, 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 we got to bring that back you know there there's so much pain in the world i know that people are looking to express themselves any which way and you know spoken word is just an art that i feel like is low-key lost so let's bring back that poetry all that and creating ciphers Pom pet poetry on them hoes man i'm telling you all right uh that's all i had oh lastly i want to give a huge shout out a big big thanks to kid fury uh, we just wrapped up uh, Furious Thoughts Live. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be it more was shows. so good. Now Man, you guys have Trilloween coming awesome. up. So we have Trilloween coming up at the end of the month. I still don't, We have two Trilloweens coming up at the end of the month, uh, Atlanta and New York. So look out for all of that. Um, That's right. It's just so, so such a, a great time to be alive and just be out with family. You know what I'm saying? Yep. With us on this <clears> podcast, <throat> all of our friends outside of our, this podcast that have podcasts or do things outside of podcasting in general, we're just all winning. I feel like everybody across the board just has some really good energy going. So I want to just share that testament to the good things happening in my life and the good things I see happening in other people's lives. And I hope the people listening have good things happening in your lives. Or you're, if you're not having anything good happening, it's coming. Just know that. <laughs> what about you, Dustin? I just want to say that I'm back. Um, I just want to say I'm really excited about Trilloween ATL. I can't wait to see everybody there. I'm really excited about Trilloween New York. Um, I spent a little time today looking for items for my costumes for one of those parties. So I'm just excited. This is fun for me. I didn't celebrate Halloween growing up. And so now it's fun. And so I'm really looking forward to that. And that's it. You know, shout out to everybody and everything. Yes, yes. Just and don't Chicago. be musty. Again. Shout out to Chicago. Can't wait I to can't see wait. you, Chicago. <laughs> oh, can't wait to see you again, Chicago. Okay. This Friday. Y'all better be acting right on Friday because y'all was not acting right this weekend. I'm just playing this all. I love Chicago. Can't wait to see y'all's beautiful faces. That's right. Shy town My um, wellness retreat, my pop-up wellness retreat that's in the States. The oh, next, it better not be sold out. The, no, we haven't posted the tickets okay, yet. Good. The next uh, city is Los Angeles. So excited. We will be seeing you guys on the 19th and the 20th because since the first one in Brooklyn last month sold out so quickly, 
we realized that it would be dope to start doing the retreat as a full weekend. And then you have the option to come either that Saturday or that Sunday. But this just opens up the slot. So the chances of it being sold out are lessened a little. So we'll be seeing you guys in L.A., like I said, the 19th and the 20th. Tickets for that will be going on sale this Friday. I'll be posting it everywhere I am on social media. And lastly, um, on the news of Insecure with Issa Rae, I wanted to announce that HBO hired myself and Crystal (laughs) uh, 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 (laughs) uh, uh, to, to continue their support of Black Girl Magic, obviously, since they have this amazing cast. They wanted to kind of, you know, keep it flowing. So they hired Lovey to be the the official blogger recapper for every week. And then they hired Crystal and myself to be the official podcast recapper yes. That's every what the week. fuck I'm talking about. Right? So we will be um, having a blast with that because it's Crystal. We love each other. So it's going to be fun to work with each other finally. And we will be recapping the show. It's yep. a great show. It's awesome. So it'll be fun work for us. Um Crystal will be doing the recap of the episode, and I'll be pulling the themes as usual. Hey, <laughs> sounds like a match we, made in heaven to right, me. how we structured it. Because, um, you know, Crystal's voice is a little more spunky and fun. I'm more of the zen one. I was like, you need to do the recap. People <laughs> fall asleep if I do it. <laughs> but that's going to be every week. Um, check out my bathroommirror.com. That's actually the site that HBO created Love for it. all things Issa Rae and Insecure HBO. I think nice. that's amazing. They're really Love pushing it. hard for this show. The fact that they would create a website dedicated solely to that show. I love that. So Lovey's posts and my show with um, Crystal will be on there. Unfortunately, we won't be like the typical podcast that you can find on, you know, on iTunes and Stitcher and and where SoundCloud, we will solely live on the HBO website called mybathroommirror.com. But please tune in. Yes. Um, when the first episode drops um, this week, I will be posting it everywhere. And so will Crystal. So check us out. And congratulations yes. to all of yes. us for prospering right. and flourishing. Yes. Right. Hopefully that will motivate you as well if you are a creative. Motivation. Right. So this is a very busy week for all of us. We're very excited. And thank you guys for tuning in this week. We know this episode was a little controversial, a little heavy, but, you know, we got to have these conversations. So we love you guys. So stay black and protect (laughs) magic. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Okay, everybody, remember, today's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by HBO's Insecure, which was absolutely fucking hilarious. Issa Rae is a genius. I loved her work with The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl on YouTube. Um, Her book was the shit. My phone just rang. It's now on vibrate. I'm telling you, that's how good Insecure is. It's just my phone wanted me to know that the show was that damn good. Okay. Your phone even was like, it was good. I got something to say. Okay, my phone showed up and leaned in my mentions like, Lean like Solange and the Cranes in the Sky video. <laughs> That's what my phone just did. But getting back to HBO's Insecure, which is this great show that is created by, executive produced by, starring Issa Rae. It's shot in and around South L.A., and you can see it all through and through all the details of the show. It really looks like South L.A. It's just a very realistic interpretation of what life is like for a certain type of person today, and that's why you have to watch the show to find out who that is. So tune in Sundays at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time and Pacific to watch Insecure exclusively on HBO. This is a great time, you guys. Don't miss out. Be the ones that know what everybody is talking about around the water cooler on Monday. Make sure you check out the latest episode of Colorful Lives. 
Colorful Lives is a new podcast from the Loudspeakers Network featuring Angela Yee, Tatiana King-Jones, and me. Hey, friend, hey. (laughs) On our final episode of the premiere season of Colorful Lives, we take questions from you, the fans. Thank you for listening every week and stay on the lookout for updates about Colorful Lives Season 2. You can listen to Colorful Lives right now by going to soundcloud.com slash colorful lives. Make sure you add that extra L at the end of colorful. Join in on the conversation with us on Twitter by using the hashtag livecolorful. And don't forget that extra L. 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 Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.